The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Thanks What's for up? having me, man. My pleasure, brother. Is, I'm a big fan, so you're very funny. Last night it was fun. Oh, thanks. It was fun yeah. shit. I got. I, uh, I was telling them before you got here that like it's very rare that I'm ner- like got a little nerves. Yeah, that club's weird. And so when I when I came out, I was like, yeah, this is a big deal, you know. Like I I don't. It's been a while since I've had some nerves, and I was coming out there going, oh, it took me like about 30, 40 long seconds to really dial in and go. All right. <laughs> I was kind of having an ad in my head going, Joe's watching and the. Hope this goes well, you know, because it's such a beautiful club. Yeah, the bar's high. Yeah. Oh, that whole crowd's going. Oh, we, you know, we're gonna see everybody. Tom Segura, Joe Rogan. We're you followed see. Brian Simpson too, who's yeah, really fun, really fucking on fire right now. I was just very, very. Uh, it was just cool. It was cool to be in that. You got a torch? Yeah, yeah. There's one right there. This is his torch. Oh, that's a torch yeah, too. Right, look at you. You got all you the go. gadgets, huh? Yeah, we're, we uh, shout out to Foundation Cigars. They they actually made us some Comedy Mothership logoed cigars. They're really good. Is it out? Yeah, here, try this one. Sorry, it might be almost out of juice. Got it. But um, yeah, I get it. I was nervous when I first did stand up there too. Yeah, it's like that. It was what? my first set there. It was weird. I was like, are we really doing this? <laughs> yeah, it's in your like, dad. We're, your we're daddy talking there. about this for two years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're doing it. Like, we were all shitting our pants. Every one of us backstage was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we're all. It's such a cool place. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we had been doing so much stand up. <laughs> yeah, your whole life. To get much. weirded out by this one set for some reason. It's special. Yeah. It felt like the audience was like that too. They felt a little weirded out too. They were like, wow, this is real. Like, they got to be there at the very first show. I used to feel like that at the store a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would literally crush at the Laugh Factory 25 minutes before I walked over to the comedy <laughs> store. And then I was like, oh, I hope Adam sees this. You know, like for whatever yeah. reason, like the store has, I think every comic has some sort of weird issues with the comedy store. For sure. It, it, all different things, but like, I don't know how. Dude, when I was uh, a kid, when I was 21, when I first started doing stand up, people would talk about the comedy store like it was Mecca. Like, you had to make your pilgrimage. This was where Richard Pryor right. came from. This is where Sam Kinison came from. It was Mecca. Yeah. And you only heard about, you know, like, that this is the spot. There was no other one place you had to sure. go. To. Like, you could go to Catch. You could go to you know, Catch Rising Star, which yeah. is in New York. You could go, which is a great club. You could go to the Improv in Melrose. That was a great club. It's all great. Store. The store was Mecca. Yeah. And when you got past there, dude, I was already on a television show when I got past. And when getting on the television show was cool, it was cool to be on TV. Like, wow, I can't believe I'm on TV. This is nuts. But the real thing for me was when Mitzi passed me. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, I think I'm a real comedian. Yeah. Like, I'm a real professional. Like, because, you know, in the beginning, the few years, you feel like such a fraud. You feel like you, you, you like any stage time. Yeah, you're learning it as you go. You're not really sure if you're going to make it. Some of your jokes suck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone now and then though, you get one that pops. Yeah. You're like, God, I need more of those. Like, I need more like that one. That's why so many comics go edgy or like dirty soon. Of course. Because they're like, at least a reaction's exactly. better than bombing. You know? Exactly. I'd rather Something. that than silence. You know. And there's always some subjects that just have built-in laughs. You know, there's some subjects like you pretty much can't fuck it up 
If you you gotta, it's a it's a topic that people like to laugh just at the top. Like, ah, ha, ha. I feel like every comic when you start, tell me if you found this to be true. Of course, they all start with the I know what I look like, or I look like, right. or, or that you hear that <laughs> a version a of that, of yeah, <laughs> right. Or um, they they come up with a or they they like a, some sort of song lyrics. That's all because songs are poems. Yeah, and they're metaphors. So for whatever reason, every comic's like, I was listening to this song the other day. Yeah, and the lyrics were, and you're like, yeah, because it's a metaphor. Like, yeah. and you're gonna take the most literal route on this writing. Yeah, to make yourself sound smarter than the artist. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> it's kind of a like. Trying to get to you and that monkey, and you're like, he's trying to get to a monkey, and right. you're like, no, dude, that's the radio edit of booty. You know, they can't say trying yeah. to get to you and that pussy or booty or whatever. The real lyric it was, yeah, a thing. Well, it's just pop culture too, right? So you you really you're terrified to talk about something that people don't know about. You don't want to have to explain oh, yeah, something yeah. while you're because then you have to get their full attention. It's not an immediate like if you wanted to bring up uh, LeBron James, you say the name LeBron James. Everybody knows who LeBron James is. It's an instantaneous reference. Absolutely. But if you want to talk about some weird sect of the Christian church that you grew up in, you're like, what? Yeah, what? What? <laughs> like, that's a fucking black belt joke. Yeah. You know, like you have to. You're you not there to, yet. Yeah. You're not ready for like a esoteric subject. You're not ready for any weird. I had a comic tell me the other night we did this corporate event. I don't want to say his name because, you know, but he's just new. That's all. He's not yeah. guilty of being unfunny. He's not guilty of being a bad guy. He's just guilty of being new. Yeah. That's all Like it we is. all were. And he goes, what do you think about this joke? And it's this wildly insensitive joke about, <laughs> about the Bible and Mary. And it's, it's a gross oversimplification, but it's also just latently disrespectful. Like, and that's okay. You know, Louie wants to do that joke. You want to do that joke. Some people want to limp in on that subject. You can do it. Yeah. And I go, you can't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He's looking at me like, what do you mean I can't? I go, yeah, no. It's you're just not you're ready two for months that. in, you're trying to tackle that? Yeah. Like, it's you're not going to work. an abortion joke in your first five minutes? Like, settle down. Yeah, these people have no idea who you are, and yeah. you're like, yeah, it's just like, it's not going to work. Leave that to Bill Burr. <laughs> yeah. Leave the abortion joke to Bill Burr. Maybe not month one, but. Yeah, you're not, you don't have any idea what you sound like. You have any idea yeah, how no other clue. people are perceiving you? It's chaos up there. It doesn't seem like it should be. It's. I, I feel like we understand it more than most people, which is why so many people think they can do it. But even we kind of barely understand it. Like, I understand how I do it, but I, there's a lot of guys I, I see him like... I'm like I don't know what you're doing, but it's hilarious. Harlan Williams. I love Harlan. I just Harlan did his Williams. Yes, yeah, so he was silly. Just, he's so silly. Yeah. When you watch him on stage, like if you wrote that out. Oh yeah. It would not make any sense. Sir, can you please here, look away? I'm trying to perform up here. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. Right there. He was on Kill Tony, and he brought a checkbook and started just writing checks to people for like a million dollars. And it just became this running really gag. Fun, yeah. It was hilarious. He had Jeff Ross roast a roast. He pulled out a roast and he, he put two little googly eyes on it and he goes, I want you to roast this roast. And that's only Harlan can do only that. Only Harlan. If, only I, if Harlan. anyone else did that, I'd be like, get this dog shit out of here. Yeah. But like Harlan Williams, it's perfectly his voice. Like I've just known said. that guy for probably like 25, 26 years. He's always been super cool. No one hates Harlan Williams. No one. You will never meet anybody who doesn't like Harlan Williams. He isn't like, but is is exactly like Norm Macdonald, where the where he's got his own thing, his own thing, and they're both Canadian, and they're uh -huh. not similar, but they're no. both these unique, yeah. one of a kind men. Yeah, he doesn't vary. Yeah, 
He's always that guy. He's always like this super sweet guy. That's got that guy off stage, on stage. Hey, fella, oh, yeah. what a great club. You yeah, know, he's pumpkin a, pie haircut yeah. freak. He improved that on the movie Dumb and Dumber to Jim Carrey. And it stays in the script. Like, that's how. Yeah, no, that's Harlan. He's such a fun guy. But, like, I don't know how he does it. Imagine if being Harlan's comedy coach. Be oh, like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, just do you, dude. Yeah, I don't know how to tell you. William Montgomery's another one. Have you seen William? He's a young, yeah. kid, young guy from Austin. He was in LA for a while and then he came out here his I, comedy is so st- I, I wish I could do, like do one of his bits but I don't want to give up some of his material oh, you got a kid that works at uh, Mothership who I'm obsessed with and I don't know if he'll be a star I don't know I've never been able to predict any Which of this one? shit if you'd have asked me if I'd have thought a lot of these people that became stars are stars I'm, I'm not a good read of this mm. but I do know a brilliant comic when I see one a Casey Rocket that oh looked. yeah he's very funny and it's well here's the difference yeah. so it, for me, here's the difference, is when, I, when you watch me, you go, oh, you, I know who Jeff's inspired by. He, you know, he likes Patrice, he likes Norm, he likes these truth tellers, and he, and he loves the Simpsons. And if you know that formula, when you watch me, you go, that's what this guy liked. That's what yeah. he watched, you know? Um, no one's doing what Casey Rocket's doing. No. So at least it's different yeah. enough that you, like, whether you love it or hate it, you go, I've never seen it before. Well, even if you, well, first of all, you should appreciate that, but then also appreciate that whatever he's doing, it's funny right now, and he's going to get better. Yeah. He's gonna I love fi- it. It's going to get even more better. It's- I watched him, I don't know if you'll like me saying this, he didn't do too great on the show that I watched, and I'm in the back going... Whatever that is, sign me up. I'll <laughs> no, watch that. It, it, he varies, uh, but he does well a lot. He does well a lot. He's got real potential. He's a funny dude. He did like six minutes on Jimmy Carter. Kids in his 20s. He's, he's doing Jimmy Carter jokes. And I'm in the back on no one's going to... Because, you know, I was, it was like a bar show in Manhattan right. Beach, and they, you know, they want some... Race, uh, race hustling oh, jokes. Oh, yeah. Or if you're doing a bar show in Manhattan Beach, that's... Yeah. Well, that's hit or miss. It is hitter, yeah. Boy, for those sure. are good for like just stress testing the vehicle, though. And who cares if, yeah. it, if the joke doesn't work? The yeah. it's, you can you know. I, I watched you last night for uh, probably thirty minutes of the hour that you did. It seems like you're having a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. Is this a new or is this? A, I mean, I, I've seen you a bunch of times, but I mean, like it's been a, been a few years, I think, since I've got to see you on stage, and you seem like you're having so much fun. I'm having a good time. That's yeah. inspiring to watch. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, I'm in a place where I can do whatever I want. So I'm doing as much stand-up as I want. And I'm doing it specifically just to make the stand-up better. Like, that's how I think about it. I'm All I'm doing is, like, I treat it like, well, what is the most important thing of it? The most important thing is the show. Like, try in some way to like always tweak it always yeah. make it better figure out what you do add a thing and to have all this opportunity for stage time at the club i basically set up a residency in my home city yeah it's perfect. It's pretty sweet it was fun to watch it's fun I, dude it's fun i i like seeing that more than i like seeing a lot of things in our business i just i love it i like comedy so much i do too that i want to see someone so i i went on the road with this guy named kermit apio from washington state and he's a yeah, road dog and a really talented guy he won seattle international comedy comedy competition which when i first started comedy that was a huge deal to us up in seattle and he brought me on the road and i was terrible i was a terrible like open micer that got some loud. i was a king of the open micers in seattle you know and so he brings me on the road to open for him and uh, he goes you know the only reason i'm bringing you on the road is you make me like like stand-up comedy again you're so excited about it and the way you don't shut up about it and you want to mm. tell jokes and you want to write jokes or you tell me like, hey, last night after that bit, you should, you should, if you thought about adding this. 
and like you make me remember that I like it. And I do feel like, and I've been doing comedy since 2005. I do feel a little bit of that where I'm looking for someone to, I just, I like, I loved being in that green room and hanging. I love this. I love the, the stand up part, but like, that's really fun. It doesn't, I don't want to just perform and go home. I want it to be like in the comedy. Yeah. I don't know. I like that part of it. Yeah, but it we seemed like feed you're off fun. each other. That's what. That's the the reason why I created the club. We were already performing out here. Um, we started performing out here in November of 2020 indoors, and it was it was sketchy. And everyone like was... there was a feeling of sketchiness. I was like, I remember we got really high one time, and I went on stage. I was like, this is so not safe. <laughs> It's like the yeah. middle what of are we the doing? middle of COVID, and they have indoor shows packed. There's no the social distancing can suck my yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was no social distancing. It was just packed. Everybody was just going out like they were going out. I love that. And we were at, how many of you guys have had COVID? Like fucking half the crowd. Yeah, already, and we're fine. Had it. Yeah, it was it was wild times. But what we needed was a home base. And I was like, this place that we're at, the Vulcan, which is a really fun place to play and a really fun place to see stand up. It's a real fun room. But I wanted to do it where we had full control of it, where it was just comics. Like, it was like we have like, you know, a group of humans that are really good at an art form. And I say, what do you what do you think we should do? We all just talk and everybody's suggestion got in there. The reason why the ceiling is the height that it is, because I took Louie. And Louie went and looked around. He goes, can you lower the ceiling? And I said, I think sure. we can. Can we lower the ceiling? And I brought over the construction guys. I'm like, what can we do? And like, yeah, we can get it down three more feet. And he's like, get it down as low as you can get it. Like, we just wanted to make sure that we could see from the balcony. That was the critical thing. Like, make sure the, the, the ceiling didn't impede the view from the balcony. So we got to right where it doesn't. And then it really tightened the room up. But he also told me, he goes, comics like to hear that sound of echo. But that sucks. It's like sucks for the sound. Like that's like it. You you want the sound to be as clean as possible. You should like make everything almost like a sound studio. Like if you've done mm. the old ice house. Yeah, love the old. Oh, no all one that bombs hard there. wood that pop. The comedy pops there. It like it had. It's also great crowds out there too. Yeah. But it's it's the the structure of the building adds to the sound. But you don't really necessarily want that. You really want the actual laughs and like everybody to hear everything you're saying yeah. clearly. Wait, do you think there was a problem with the ice house in the old way? Like the way it was too easy and popped? It wasn't a problem because it was a really small room. But it would have been a problem in a, a, lar a slightly larger room. It gets slightly larger and those echoes get weird. They get weird in corners. Like That's one of the things about the Vulcan. For, I've had friends come to the show and they would go, we couldn't hear right where we were. We oh, had to move. I go, what, what was the matter? They're like, everything is echoing. I was like, oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. So like, I guess there was like, you know how sound works and hard surfaces and corners. If you're in like the back of, you know, a little corner area and sounds coming from a speaker pointing a specific direction, mm -hmm. it's probably not set up for comedy is what I'm trying to say. So we decided to just set it up from the jump. It's great. Like the best way we could, you know, the whole tunnel system, the whole... There's an elevator. It's perfect. It's, it's literally you've made. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. So when we opened it, it was it was nerve wracking. It was like, what are we doing? Me and my buddy Brant. Uh, this was literally last weekend. 
I think it was last weekend. We're playing a club, and the club's great. I don't want to name it because I'm about to say something that's not great about the acoustics. But he gets on stage, he's crushing, and he's doing all these little bullshit savers, you know? Like, well, that did better last week. You know those little things yeah. you say yeah. after a joke does better? And the crowd's looking around going, what is he talking about? So then he does another joke, and then he's like, all right, you guys don't like... And, and he keeps narrating, but I'm like, Brant, you're crushing, but I, I can't talk to him. He's on stage. And so then I get on stage, and... Uh, and I'm like, fucking tough crowd, man. What's going on here? Like, like these. Oh, you can't hear them. Couldn't hear. I could. I thought I was doing bad. And Brant's like, you're. That was amazing. And then Brant was doing amazing, and he thought he was doing bad up there. So we came up with like a symbol for the next shows. Like if, if you're doing. How, how far was the audience for from you that you couldn't? Well, we hear heard them? laughs. We heard laughs. Right. But we just don't. We're we're used to a sound as right. a comedian a like, of what killing is. Mm -hmm. So you know you get in, We get laughs on every sentence. Doesn't mean you're killing. Mm -hmm. And so we were just saying this. So me and Brand came up with like a code. We're like, all right, this means don't worry about it. You're doing good. And if it is that the joke sucks or the bit sucks, we'll give we'll do this. Like, hey, it's you. <laughs> it's you that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, you need to know. That's is it code. me or is it the crowd? <laughs> I, you get like a line coach. Yeah. We That's like like hilarious. we're going you know signals, <laughs> but we it's because that sound is so important. If yeah. you think you're doing bad, oh yeah, you know, and the crowd doesn't think you are, or vice versa. Bro, That's did That's you a watch any of the Zoom comedy people tried to do? Joe, I was one of the Zoom people. No, yeah, just I, no. I had to, dude. No. I had to. Hey, I would have done it. I, I would have done it. The, I had one corporate event that was like $10,000 corporate that was supposed to be in a theater. And then they're like, well, we can't now because COVID. So I'm thinking I just don't give that money or they're going to have to reschedule for another time. And they go, but we can do it on Zoom. And I was like, well, that's ten grand, And I would do it. It was terrible. So you did a corporate gig on Zoom. Yes. Oh and my I couldn't God. hear them because their, their things aren't on. It's a oh bunch of people. Oh, my God. Dude, it was a nightmare, <laughs> Joe. Also, I got to say, it's really nice for me to be here because uh, during COVID, I was like enemy number one in Los Angeles in a lot of ways. Really? I'd have people at my house. I was like, I'm not doing this shit. I was like the only guy who was like actually putting on his story like, I'm not doing this. I'd like go to coffee shops, you know, and I, I'd wear a mask when they, you know, when I'd be one of those guys, you know, I'd wear the mask in the store, but then, you know, whatever, I'm going to drink my coffee, I'm going to drink it through a mask, you know? Right. So there were comics who are now cool with me again, but at the time were like, can you believe Jeff Die is just not taking this serious and it's like, not, I was I wish I lived in a place like this or Florida or something during that lockdown. Well, I kind of saw what was going on in the beginning, but I was hoping that we would come out of it and it really would just be a couple weeks and everything would be back to normal. But when it got to a month Ugh. and there was no talk at all about reopening and then there was talk about it might be six months, it, was, it got real weird. And then there was the George Floyd riots and then there was the lines outside the gun stores. And I was like, okay, I see where this is going. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So I came out here in May of 2020. That's when I first started looking. Yeah. Found a house. moved in August. So that quick. In that August is... of 2020, I'm like, see ya. And it was <laughs> yeah. in the middle of my Spotify deal. The beginning, excuse me. Not even the middle. Yeah. Like the Spotify deal hadn't even started. It started from out here. It was and they were like, They were like, what the fuck yeah, are was, you well, doing? As from us going, what do you mean he's moving? To, he's gonna change. Also, you're a weed guy. We're going Texas. He's gonna go to Texas with the weed. Well, apparently it's decriminalized here in Austin. Oh, okay. Praise Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but then I heard that Ken Paxton is trying to sue the city of Austin, who I've met. He's a very nice gentleman. Ken, how dare you? 
What's he suing it for? I don't What's know. The... I think it has something to do with the marijuana laws. Listen, yep. maybe it has something to do with something other pol- politically, like they sue you for this, so you refund the police. I don't know how all that shit works, but there's a lot of like weirdness when it comes to that. Ken Paxton sues Texas cities, including Austin, for decriminalizing weed. Dude. But why, Listen, this is stupid, Ken. Don't get involved in this. This is a dumb perspective. It's the whole law is dumb, and it was based on fraud from the very beginning. If you look at the history of why marijuana is illegal, it goes back to William Randolph Hearst and Harry Anslinger. They they conspired. That's that's the reason why they made movies like Reefer Madness. They wrote all these stories in the newspaper about marijuana and how marijuana was uh, causing blacks and Mexicans to rape white ladies. And they did Which it. Which turned out not to be true. It was They made this shit up. Well, you know, you can find instances. There's a lot of people. But the point is that they made all this shit up just so they could uh, stop hemp. Because uh, the they had come up with a new method of processing hemp fiber. There was a new machine that was invented called a decorticator. And the decorticator allowed them to economically, effectively process hemp without using slave labor. See, when they stopped using slaves and then when they p- started picking cotton, people moved from hemp to cotton. But cotton sucks compared to hemp. Hemp is a way better cloth. It's way more durable. It's like my friend Todd says it's like an alien plant because it is like an alien plant. It doesn't there's nothing like it. You could use its fiber to make clothes. It's the best clothes on earth. Hmm. Like the most durable. Like I've a hemp jujitsu gi. That fucking thing never rips. When I get cotton gis, these motherfuckers like after like a few months of hard rolling, this this, this thing start getting loose. Yeah, and they start ripping. And you know, you've had a gi for a year or two years. It's probably got a rip or two in it already. The, the hemp gis don't rip. Hmm. You can take hemp paper. You can take hemp paper. And you can barely tear it. Really. It's weird. Man. I've never known less about a subject than hemp or any of this stuff. I got fascinated because my friend Todd McCormick had a hemp stalk on his table, his desk table. And he goes, pick this up. And I pick it up. And it feels like there's nothing there. It's like styrofoam. Hmm. But it's hard. Yeah. Like oak. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a fucking weird plant. You can make houses with it. They use something called hemp creek. And it's hemp, and it's mixed together with some sort of a solvent or something that solidifies it. And it's way more durable than wood. A living house. It's stronger than concrete. It's it's crazy. It's wild. It's a crazy plant, dude. Yeah. And the fact that it's illegal because it makes people happy and makes food taste better. Shut the <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Silly it's arguments. stupid. It doesn't kill anybody. Alcohol's killing people every day of the week. Yeah, dude. They're dying of liver poisoning. Everyone's dying of opiates. Yeah. Fentanyl's killing everybody. Fast weed food's killing kills people. kills nobody. I've always said the best way to get killed by weed is you take a 35-pound bag of it and drop it on your head from a CIA drug plane. <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's how people die. From that's it. how you die from weed. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I had up. a buddy who was, uh, fly- he was driving from Boston, Randy Valerio. He was driving from Boston with marijuana products. But it was medicine in Boston, you know, and he's, dri- he's moving to L.A. to live. And as he's driving through Texas, he gets pulled over. So it's legal in Boston, and it's legal in L.A., and it's considered medicine in these two places. But if he takes his medicine through Texas, yeah, you can't felony charges. Yeah, it's it's Schedule One. It's a real drug. It's crazy. Well, it's a dumb thing, man. Like this is not a dumb country. We're super educated now. 
we have amazing access to information. This is not 1930. This is not a confusing time. This is a time where we know exactly what things do. Now, this is also important to say, some people should not smoke weed. Some people should not eat weed. Some people should not do any psychedelics at all. Uh. Some people have mental health problems already. Some people are prone to schizophrenia. And sure. I've seen people fucking snap from weed. Really? I think Yes. Yeah. I've not seen that. <clears throat> I think it's important to talk about. Yeah. Look, it's just not me. Uh, but I've seen people, like Alex Berenson wrote this book called uh, Tell Your Children. And it's all about there's like a certain percentage of people that take high-dose THC that experience psychotic states. There's this lady in L.A. who stabbed her boyfriend Jesus. 108 times off one hit. He gave her some crazy, super potent weed. She went wacky, stabbed him 108 times. And uh, the, the fucked up part is she only got two years probation. Yeah, that's wild. Two years that's probation. a whole different problem. With, that's that's a different the way problem. they sentence and that's all a these crazy things. Yeah, yeah. We were just like, imagine if it was a dude. Oh, God. And his excuse was, I got high. Hey, yo. I was high. I had to stab her 108 times. Like, what the fuck? You're in jail forever. <laughs> women complain about all these social issues, but you know where women crush us? Courts. Yeah. Dude, in the courtroom, there's no bigger privilege than being a woman. And by the way, no one, no one gives a fuck if your wife beats you up. Oh, at all. At all. A baseball player in the 90s, Chuck Finley, got beat up by his wife, and he's like, I don't want to hit her back. I'm a big guy, you know? So he just, so he just, <laughs> he just called the cops. It. Yeah, he took it. He just called the cops. <laughs> but then if you read all the people commenting, like, oh, come on, dude. You can't. Yeah. You just let her hit it. you, dude. Yeah. Like, like, Just block. Yeah, block. The problem yeah. is you should never be around anyone who wants to hit you, whether it's a friend or whether it's a girlfriend. You should never be around a person that wants to strike you. At all. Yeah, At ever. all. That's just the rules. It's like I, we all have – we all sometimes are angry, but you don't express yourself that way. Right. It's stupid. It's you know my favorite Joe Rogan moment? One of? What? Yeah, everybody references your podcast. People reference your uh, – you know, the UFC. They reference your comedy. The on Fear Factor when that guy tried, and you go no no you don't get to hit people to to that girl oh and yeah. then he tried to defend his wife's honor and he's you go no no if you guys want to hit each other at home you can do whatever you want but you don't get to hit people just because you're upset and then he tried to come to you yeah. and you grabbed him yeah. and everyone realized real quick I mean maybe at that time it wasn't public knowledge how trained you were at like fighting and stuff all I did was grab his neck yeah but it was you shut it down quick yeah no TV host has ever shut down a, a conflict of like that that fast well that guy they'd warned me about oh really he had a history of violence uh, and he had done some violent things on some other reality dude, it shows was, you, you, it was amazing they were like fire the security on the show Joe's got this there was no security that was part of the problem Really? That was around Maniacs. That was a big show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was zero security. There was zero security. There was me and a bunch of random maniacs that were trying yeah. to eat bull dicks. Right. And jump off and buildings. We don't need security. And some of them were super sketchy. Yeah. And that guy was, that guy was, he maybe could have hit me. He was thinking about hitting me. When he got in his face, his body was so tense and he got so close to me. Yeah. I was like, because the thing about people have to realize about getting punched this is very important to know. Sucker punching works because your reaction time is far slower than action time. Action time is very fast. It's probably five to ten times faster than reaction time. So if I go like that and I hit you, by the time you register that I've turned my shoulders and that my fist is heading in your direction, you're hit. 
Right. And you're going to get knocked out. Yeah. You're going to be unready for it. Your jaw's going to slide back. Your head's going to snap sideways because you're not resisting it. Yeah. Your brain's oh, yeah, going to yeah. wash around inside your head, and you're going out. Unless you're a tank. You know, unless you're right. a big, big fucking bugs. Samoan Psychos, dude. yeah, yeah. And then he's going to look at you and go, mate, what a fucking terrible thing dude. you've done. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he's going to eat you. <laughs> that's why Joe Rogan says, sucker punch. That's That's what I got from that. I got a sucker punch if I'm going to win. Well, just sucker punching effective. is something that people do. So if someone gets that close to you, even a trained fighter has to be prepared for a sucker punch. Didn't it kill Houdini? No, no. He got punched in the stomach. He had a gag but he wasn't that he ready. would do where he would let people punch him. And yeah, this guy. But I think there was something else wrong with him, too. I also think I mean, he was he was doing a lot of weird shit. Houdini. I know I'm jumping around yeah, a lot. but that, Yeah. Oh, he had appendicitis. Oh, yeah. So well, that but, was probably uh, it. Isn't that kind of funny that, you know, we just get up there and do jokes. But, like, a magician will do, like, a trick and then be like, also, someone come punch me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's not a magic trick. That sounds like something a frat guy, would, like a big Samoan guy would yeah. say, like, uh, if someone punch but me. But there's, like, no magic to it that right. will really work. Like, if someone says, kick me, there is no magic that's going to save you. That's so silly. There's no magic. You can't tighten up your abs yeah. and let me kick you. This is my magic yeah. trick. You're going to get really injured. You think you punch good? <laughs> I'm a magician. <laughs> so stupid. Abracadabra. Yeah, yeah. Francis Ngato liver punching you. Well, like David, David Blaine will do that. He'll do seven yeah. things that you're like, this guy's a witch or a warlock or something. Yeah. But then he'll be like, and now I'm going to live in a box above New York City for a month. And you're like, don't do Bro, that. That's not he, magic. He made me stab him with an ice pick. Yeah. In I his arm? I stabbed his arm yeah, with an I ice pick. I one. went through his arm to the other side with an ice pick. Yeah, I saw that. He did that to Ricky Gervais or something, and Ricky Gervais is just like, why? That's Here, the best answer to most magic. Why? This is the answer to the Houdini thing. It says, oh, on Friday morning, October 22nd, in his dressing room at the Princess Theater in Montreal, he was punched hard in the stomach by an excitable McGill student, <laughs> Jay Gordon Whitehead, who wanted to test the theory that Houdini was capable of withstanding hard blows to the abdomen. A week later, Houdini was dead. Excitable. So, but, but is that really what killed him, or was it appendicitis? Did you say it was appendicitis, Jamie, that you read that? Yeah, the, uh... Great headshot. So you, can you, maybe you can rupture someone's appendix with a punch. Oh, so that's which is how it happened. Inflammation of the abdominal wall. His appendix was removed, but the poison from the ruptured appendix was already in his bloodstream. Jeez. Maybe, uh, I mean, it makes sense. I know guys uh, lose their spleens from uh, really bad accidents. You can, you know, if your body gets damaged, they could they could remove your spleen. It might be like it fucks your appendix up, too. I mean, it makes sense if something's hitting it. These UFC guys, I mean, the the blows they take dude, for this kind of stuff. Dude. It's, you get too accustomed to it. It's uh, you know, it's so uh, normal for me to see guys fight. It's It's weird. It's real weird. Like, I'm super accustomed to it. But it really is shocking. It is. If you just step back and watch like a real high level fight, yeah. and the impact is terrifying. Shocking. If it was dogs, it'd be illegal. Right. Like you watch UFC fight, you go, you know, we couldn't do this if this was dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I can't believe, I can't right. believe. What, and there's people gather around, people right. gam. I'm gamblers, you know. Bud going, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you're just going, I don't think that this should be allowed, but right. they, they do it. It's I know. Wild. It's wild. When uh, every now and again, you, you, I mean, it, it always, I'm always aware of how dangerous it is for the fighters and how wild it is to see. And, but every now and then someone will get really injured 
And, and when I'm like, oh shit, like when Chris Weidman broke his leg, I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Or when Anderson Silva That's broke his leg. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, oh, that clean shit. break on his shin. They both had it. Oof. Both. This is the craziest thing. It's only happened four times in the UFC, and two times have been with Chris Weidman. Oh, really? Crazy. Yeah, I don't know who that it's, guy is. Uh, oh, I don't was, watch a lot, but I was, saw the Silva one, and I go, ooh, he was striking him, and he broke his Weidman leg. Weidman was the, yeah, That's right the one there. I saw a lot. Weidman was, like, was oh, UFC middleweight champion at the time. That's Weidman, and he was defending his title against Anderson, who he beat in the first fight, and then Ander just, Anderson just threw that. So gross. Oh, so disgusting, dude. And he had heard it on a check earlier. Boom. Yeah, it just gave out. Um, Chris said that he checked it earlier, and he thinks that it had hurt, like... Check means um, when Anderson throws a kick, you lift up your leg and you try to get it where his shin hits the top of your, like, right below your knee. Because mm -hmm. that's, like, indestructible. Oh, okay. So it's like, what's the weakest point? The middle of your shin, if it hits that top area of the knee, that top area is not, it's not giving. Yeah. Because it's reinforced. It's, it's also, it's like, you can take a shot like that, or like, pretty hard. Yeah. But... In the middle of the shin, you got all that crazy leverage. And down there where Anderson broke his, think of how thin that is compared to yeah. the bones at the top. So something had to give. Coming at that. It way. happens all the time. Well, not all the time, but you see it. it, it hap it's happening a lot more now because so much stuff is filmed. I, I've seen a dozen of them at least. It does happen. I used to work at this moving used company. used to be super rare. And, uh, you know, when you work at a place like a moving company or like, you know, any of these kind of jobs where they just hire a criminals like people with criminal records They're like you want to make 20 bucks an hour just load up this big rig with frozen groceries i've had a lot of those jobs when i was young because i didn't go to college and um so you could tell me if this is real or not but there you know it's an unreliable source but this guy's like i used to be in the marine corps and they used to tell us you know you're gonna get punched you want to get hit in the face you want to get hit right here and we always picked the face is that does that make fight sense or is this guy just trying to be cool at the warehouse I don't think he knows what the fuck he's talking okay. about. Okay, fair enough. That's yeah. what I'm saying. These guys were like, you know. Yeah, I take it in the gut all day long over the face. Really? Yeah, but the thing about the face is it puts you out. If someone's going to, like, just hit you, if, like, you know you're going to get hit and you get to choose where you get hit, you take it in the stomach and you prepare for it. It's still going to suck, but you could take a few. If you get punched in the face by the right guy. He told us that. It, like, blew our mind. Mm -hmm. like, I don't think he knows what he's talking I about. I think he was trying to be a tough guy. Because he's it depends. Told, he was, if someone hits you in the liver... Like, if you get a, you know, someone who's really good, you know, like Ryan Garcia, he's got this nasty liver punch. Yeah. Oh, God, he hits people. They just blap. You know, like Canelo Alvarez has a wicked liver punch. When you when you have that shot, it's a like a left hook that's kind of almost partially an uppercut. You know, instead of coming, it's like a body left hook, and they, they'll slam it right here. Right here where the rib cages and the yeah. liver's right below it. Oh my goodness. Body it's shot. the worst feeling. You get like electrocuted. Like your whole body shuts off. Yeah, it's, it's so it's like crazy. A kill switch. It is a kill switch. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And uh, some guys are masterful at hitting that kill switch. You know what the sad part about this is, Joe? I've, what? you know, what, it's been 30 years probably, 25 years I've been telling that story. I, I heard, uh, you know, you get punched. If you got to pick between the face and the thing, you take the face. Because no, this no, one no, idiot. No. Don't I let somebody with. punch you in the face. <laughs> Yeah, you go unconscious. You lose oh, your vision. Yeah, you want to be able to see. You'll recover from a body shot. You're not, you are not. You might not recover from getting punched in the face. Yeah, there's a lot of like buttons. Like you've seen slap face. fighting. Oh. They get slapped unconscious. Yeah. Just a slap. 
So, yeah. And they're ready for it. And they're, they're like professional slappers. Are you shocked that's a sport? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That comes up on my Instagram things, and I'm going, what are we doing? Yeah, and the UFC owns it. So it's like, I'm like, okay. And there's like big guys that like, I, you know, they look like my neighbor, Rick, uh-huh. you know, who are just like, now they're pro athletes. I do have to just admit, though, this. I watch those fucking clips. I'm one of those idiots. The pro athlete. <laughs> Putting chalk on his hand. He's got like rubber bands. Yeah. He looks terrible. He's training. He, he, it. he looks like he's at my dive bar, the chimney sweep, just going. All right. One, one of the dudes, they were like, What are you going to do with the money? Oh, get my wife some new titties. <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer, though. What's the best answer you've heard? That's the best answer. You interview all these guys after that. What's the best one? What's oh, your well, favorite? I never ask what they're going to do with their money. I know, but like, Ever. what's a thing you heard afterwards oh. where you're like, Oh, I like that kind of. Oh. D- Derek Lewis, my yeah. balls was hot. It has to be number one. It has to be number one. Derek Lewis just beats this dude and then takes his pants off. Okay. And he's standing in the octagon with no pants on. And I'm interviewing him. I'm like, Derek, congratulations. Why'd you take your pants off? He goes, my balls was hot. Oh, I go, man. I understand, sir. Like, <laughs> Derek Lewis, Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> weren't ready for that Jerk one. Jerk is the man. No, I was ready it's for so it. so funny. I mean, my job there is to just kind of, you know, I'm not a, in any way a comedian when I'm interviewing yeah. fighters. That's oh, a that's completely different role. I never try to make anything funny, ever. I oh, just, okay. My job is there is just to get out of them the best expression that they can give. They're the star. That's it. It's yeah. just me trying to get it out of them. Yeah. That's all it is. Always. So like I've never like Connors is pretty good too. Yeah. Oh Connors <laughs> is amazing. No, Connors. go for go for the giddy. Look what's next for me, Joe. I'm gonna get that second bell where the is it? Oh yeah, I remember this. I remember this. Yeah. And he was right. Oh yeah. I'm sure you'll get your second belt. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time, Joe, slating everybody in the company. Backstage, I'm starting fights off everybody. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to mm. apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> Legendary. There it is. That's pretty solid. Yeah, because that That's was what good. he envisioned. He envisioned him standing there with those two belts. And, it and he made it, it happen. Yeah. He really did it. Like, there's something to that fucking Oprah horse shit. No, it works. Of, like, manifesting the things, universe, the yeah. secret, you know, something to that. There's something to it, but it's not guaranteed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, you, you know, but you're believing have to it works. It. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something to it. There's something weird to you it. You carry yourself in a different way. Uh-huh. You, yeah, for sure. I've noticed that just with getting off the bottle. Just my comedy's gotten better. Things like that. But it's mm. just me knowing, oh, I'm in my right mind now. Like, yeah. Yeah, this, yes. I, I got something now to prove kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to make Conor Gregor about myself, but just about it, there humans. is a thing about yeah, seeing getting it your shit together. Yeah, seeing it making it happen. You know, like there's something to that. It's not, again, it's not guaranteed. Right. It's like it's a part of the equation. This is what I like to think about. It's not like you live in a land of only fate. It's not like you can just make things happen with your mind and random things don't happen to people. It's all those things. Random things do happen to people. Some people are more fortunate than people. A lot of it is luck. A lot of this whole thing is luck. The energy you put out there in the world probably has an effect on the life that you live. And if you really, truly believe that you can do something and you go for it, 
people applaud it. Yep. They love it. They love to watch it. They love to see it. And when you make it, it gives everybody else hope yeah. that they can do it. Hundred percent. That's the reason we like right. basketball, like Jordan, yes. or yes. why we, we saw someone accomplish something. And we go, yes. oh, hey, fucking, they did that thing. Yeah, what well, could be my thing? You know. Yeah, and there's part of just seeing someone who is the best at anything, or just extraordinary at anything. It makes you realize that people can do wild shit, man. And it might not be the people that you're around. It might not be the people that you surround yourself with. But just knowing that those other people are out there in the world, know, you know that there's a higher bar to set. Yeah. You could do it. Like the, something, whatever in whatever field you're doing. You watch a Mike Tyson fight from the 1980s. Just the idea that someone could be that guy yeah. was so crazy. It made you think that you could get better at everything you do. When it's not like Tyson had some silver spoon. The, the opposite. Yeah. So for you go look at him. You know yeah, this kid. The opposite. Remember the, I don't. I'm sure you know everything about Tyson. I'm not gonna tell you anything you don't know. But just I love they did that documentary where he's like, he's being so sweet about his coach, and he's going. I'm nothing. I'm like a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. I, and, and they let me live in their house, and he's teaching me boxing, and, and they're being so nice to me, and these white people, and they're, like, they're letting me sleep with them in the house, and they're feeding me, and I'm thinking, I'm going to rob these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, he, his instinct was still like, they didn't of lock course. the house up, like, I'm yeah. going to, but like... I just love that his mentality. Like they took like a straight kid, yeah. You know, it's guarding pigeons from his, you know, buddies, and he could be that. You know, yeah. he could be. That's it's cool. makes. I'm never gonna be a boxer, but I could go. Maybe I could do something great. Do you ever see the movie The Color of Money? Mm -mm. Uh, it's Tom Cruise and Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, and she plays his girlfriend. She's so fucking hot. She's so young and hot. It's with Paul Newman. I hate she watching movies that are older but with hot chicks. Oh, she was so hot back because then. now I know that they're not alive no more. I think she's still alive. Well, uh, but 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 anyway, but point is, she's an amazing actress too, and she played his girlfriend, and she was talking to Paul Newman, and she had this chain around her neck, and uh, and and the the dad was like, uh, or Paul Newman was like, "Where'd you get it?" And she's like, "Oh, it came from Vincent. You know, it was Vincent's mom. It was Vincent's mom's." And then uh, it, he goes, "Did he give it to you?" She goes, "No." When I was with my ex-boyfriend, we stole it from his house. So she was still wearing a stolen Tom Cruise's mom's chain that she stole from his house while they were dating. It's insane. But it was it was cool. It was like, <laughs> yeah. whoa. Just to know there's vipers like that out there. Yeah, there's we, we can all be the viper. You like know? in that situation like Tom Cruise plays this genius pool player that's probably autistic. And uh, this is the girlfriend, and <laughs> the girlfriend is just like, like a total hustler. Yeah, like crazy, just person. controlling him, steering him. You know, completely in control of Vincent. And okay. if she like leaves the room, he panics. <laughs> it's really wild. Yeah, it's, I know it's, some. I feel like I know some women like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they're yeah. the fun ones. <laughs> this is Mary Elizabeth oh, yeah. Master Antonio. It's a great. She is hot. Movie, yeah, I watched. Um, I'm gonna slaughter the name, but I was at Terry Bradshaw's house on Christmas, and he likes these old movies. So he puts in like uh, it's something like "I'll see you in St. Louis" or "Meet me in St. Louis" or something. It's an older movie, and I'm there. I got like uh, you know some cigars, and we're just watching. He falls asleep. I'm watching this movie. This kind of goes back to what I was saying. I don't like to watch old films with beautiful women like that because Judy Garland's on the screen, and she's just so pretty and mm. sweet and nice. I'm falling for Judy Garland in the movie, wow, and she's then beautiful. I was like. I'm going to look her up, you know, see what she's, and I was like, 
I'm about 40 years late, and she, you know, just going, oh, yeah. But that's how dumb I am. I'm getting a crush on a woman that's been gone for 30 years and, and, and also didn't age great. Well, don't you ever imagine living life back then? Oh. With, it's like living with children. Oh, for sure. Like, people back then were, like, culturally, they but were, it's like, children. Sweet. Yeah, kind of sweet. I know it's a mushrooms idea. I'm a big mushroom guy, but, like, I always... I don't know how... When, when you do new mushrooms... When I do mushrooms, I'm with my friends. And it's a usual... We're not. We're usually in the woods, camping or something. We, I don't like to go to concerts. I don't want to be on mushrooms... You know, Too much randomness. Yeah, I can't do that. Noise. And I don't want to hear a guy I don't know well. Right. I want to be around some people I love. You know, I want to be around... But uh, I was thinking about, like... In the old days, you you rode. We'd ride our horses, you know, and and we'd have like a little picture of our lady back home, and we'd clean up the horses, and we'd make some food, and we'd whatever, and we'd go. I wonder what's going on out there, you know? What do you think's going on? We may have might talk about it a little, call it a night, you know. And we we had our responsibilities, we had our little things. Yeah. You knew your girl, and you knew some girls in town, but you knew your woman that you loved and your and your family. And then it's like now, now I don't wonder what anyone's doing. Yeah, can't even escape my ex girlfriend's breakfast posts. You know, like like we, we know it's there's got to be some happy medium. Those guys knew nothing. Kind of a sweet time, kind of a sweet time. But which one would you choose? Uh, see, I'm only thinking I time, want that because yeah, I got now. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's like, what do you want to do? Go back to being a chimp who throws shit at each other? Maybe because that <laughs> they were probably like, what are these people going to live in houses? Yeah, but maybe you, you know that was one of the things that uh, Genghis Khan. You'd crush it as a chimp, Joe. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> You'd get to be Joe Rogan of the chimps. I'm pretty sure when Genghis Khan like one of his titles was he who rules in all there's like something about felt houses so that that they had such disdain for people who lived in houses <laughs> look at them fat cats with their yeah, houses. yeah they all lived in tents they lived yeah. in felt tents so they never had houses they thought you were a pussy yeah if you lived in a house yeah you you're too protected yeah so like, and you think about how horrific the Mongol Empire was and what they did. The, I mean, the Mongols killed oh, yeah, somewhere yeah. around fifty to seventy million people during Genghis Khan's life. They reduced the population population of the planet by ten percent. They changed think, the carbon footprint, dude. I think Hitler gets too much credit. <laughs> That's the one everyone knows. Everyone wants to reference Hitler. Nobody's talking about Napoleon or what about what Stalin did, Mussolini or, yeah. or Stalin mm -hmm. or even the Mongol. Like you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. those ones don't get enough kind of like you know like. Well, I, I, would, I used to have a joke about it, like that you could be a pirate for Halloween. Like, like you know how crazy it is? Like, pirates are the, some of the most fucking evil creatures that ever existed. <laughs> They're the most famous rapists. Yeah. That's what you go, what do pirates do? Yeah. Rape and pillage. Rape and murder. Rape is the first yeah. thing. Yeah. You can't be a pirate. You should be able it's to be. synonymous with the title. It's like priest child molester. You think yeah. about it. Don't cancel the white girl with the Indian headdress it's at not, Halloween. You should I, you should uh, be canceling the pirates. That was not a fair comparison. There's way more pirates raped than priests. Like probably all pirates raped. Oh, for sure. Priests that are pedophiles. It's probably only like to. one out of a thousand. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> Romance them? You're only in town for a couple of days, Joe. I gotta get this stuff. I gotta bang somebody, and I gotta get on the boat. Yeah. I don't have time to take her out to dinner. Well, they just took over things and killed everybody. That's what they did. So, do you think it, you think you'd the fact that that's a prefer the old costume. times? You know, like no. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm a realist. The old times were horrific.
But you, you died you from everything. You would have been a man of that time. Yeah, for as long as I lived. There's no way I'd be like this at 56. I would be already murdered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Somebody would have. Somebody would have got me. Yeah. I would have been zigging when I should have zagged. I would have caught an arrow. Somebody I'd have been fucked fine. me up. You know why? Because I'm a talker. Yeah. I'd have been the, I wouldn't have been the fight challenge guy. I'd probably. That doesn't always work, man. Sometimes they just cut off one of your hands. Oh, for sure. Just There'd to, be some problems. After you talk too much, they just cut off one of your hands. Not even kill you yet. Shut that guy up. That's what just they say. Cut they, off your hand. They'd just kill to me. let you know, like, bro, this is so serious. Well, like when I watch the cowboy movies, right? I really love cowboy stuff. When I watch those, I don't identify with the lead cowboy. I don't identify with the gunslinger. You know what I identify with? When they go into the saloon and the guy's like, boys, what do you have? And he's like wiping down a glass. What do you guys have? Pour the whiskey for you guys. And then when you guys start fucking shooting, I just go, yeah, that, yeah, I think I'd be that guy. And they'd be like, I like Jeff's bar, you know, that he's got. You want to swing by and see Jeff? He's always got a little joke for you. And yeah, he's got perfect. the whiskey in the glass. Yeah. I identify with that guy. Yeah. And that guy's life's not great. No. But no. I think I could do that. I think I'd survive that way. That's a good way to be. That's yeah. the best job in Old West is the bartender guy. Yeah. As long as nobody breaks a bottle over no your head. I got no problems with anybody. You guys start finding and go, hey, I'll clean it up when you guys leave. Your problem being a bartender in the Old West is you're a little too fucking handsome. That'd that affect would be me. an issue. Yeah, guy, the girls would be talking to you, uh, yeah, yeah. and then the guys would want to kill you. you oh, did and you ever work then, the road, road? I don't know much about your, yes. your comedy career oh, yeah. before you were very successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did the road. So I have a joke that I put in my act whenever I'm in a small town. It's just in Norfolk. And I was like, I'm looking for a Norfolk experience. You guys know what it's like. A beautiful girl will flirt with me. Uh, her big boyfriend will beat the shit out of me. Uh, and then I'll get out of here. Like, that's, that's every small town. That's how it works, you know? Right. Some girl with a, she's hot, but, but she's, she's got tattoos and a zanny problem. Yep. And, then, you know, yep. and then some girl's like, you were talking. I was like, she's talking to me. You know, like, so right. maybe that would happen. Well, there's girls that, that likes to sick their pit bulls on men. That's what it is. One and of those they have a chicks. boyfriend who's a pit bull. <laughs> yeah. And they get excited they by like their, that. their man. Fight yeah, for me. Dude, dude, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. The, those, those, those girls get you into trouble. There was a girl that uh, the best sexual chemistry I've ever had with a woman. And I, I hate cliches. I told you this last night. I don't like anything I've heard before. So, you know, the old stupid, like, the crazy ones are the best sexually. Right. I mean, that no. cliche sucks. I know. There's yeah. nice girls that are They're freaks. Really you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But this girl, I hate to say it, you know, she was easily the best sexual chemistry ever. But she broke into my house, and she, you know, and she also would climb the gate in like a Vegas dress. You know, she, I mean, she was the best sexually, but like she was a psycho, yeah, a crazy person. My friend and, Tony says that uh, exotic and neurotic are closely related, or not, you know, or psychotic rather, psychotic and ex Jesus Christ. What happened to my voice? Psychotic <laughs> and erotic. Right. They're 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 completely interconnected. They flirt with that yeah. line. Yeah. They're yeah. in there together. Tony Zero. Shout out to Tony. Yeah. I'm like he's dead right. Like there's something about like the energy that someone would have that's so unique. Yeah. And so aggressive sexually. Like you know, like some girl who's just behaving like a, a c complete nympho psycho and you're like yeah. oh my god yeah. this is wild and when you're a young wild guy, is sexy yeah yeah young guy and you're free and like, yeah. i can't believe this is out but you're not you don't have good preservation instincts because you wouldn't be friends with a guy like that right that's a crazy person yeah but we do i'm a we talk about we like yeah. crazy people yeah they're fun they're fun yeah crazy people are fun a lot it's of my problem. friends are legitimately crazy but it's fun 
Yeah. Yeah. It makes things, it's like, how much can you control the crazy? It's like, do you have a Ferrari? Yeah. That Ferrari has 700 horsepower. Yeah. Do you know how to drive <laughs> yeah, yeah. that? Like, how much can you control that crazy? Because occasionally you're going to fucking spin yeah. out around the, tor- the corners. One of my best friends is a crazy person who, I love him, but he, you know, I can't tell you how often there's some situation where I go, hey, bud. Right. You know, we can't do that again at a comedy club. You know, like, yes. but, but he is the guy that I promise you, probably my only friend, who if I went to his house and goes, hey, something bad happened. We got to get rid of this body. You know, the, he would, yeah, he he up, would just be like, on. all right, let's do yeah. this. You know, and yeah. then, I mean, he really would. And that's yeah. scary a little. Yeah, it is. But that's the kind of humans you want. Because <clears throat> yeah. all these rules that we have are all just created by humans. We've agreed to them as if they're mm-hmm. unbreakable doctrine. Listen to me and listen very carefully. If the power goes out for too long. All those rules are bullshit, and that guy who will bury a body for you is yeah. the kind of person you want on your team. 100%. The also, if the power of, goes out, I'm probably going to show up to your place. I got a be, spot for be you. Be in the gym. Yeah. Go, can I just be in your gym? I've thought about like literally setting up a ranch out here, yeah. just specifically for if things go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> just well, I mean, you're, I think you're pretty set up. Ranch. This place is safe. It's not that safe. Really? Dude, if things go sideways, it's not safe anywhere. You, we have to understand that this society that we have that stays civil and, and beautiful and, you know, and equitable and we have all this change that's happening in the world, this is only possible if you can get goods and services to people and if people have access to information. It is not hard to shut that off. If the power went out in this country, if someone attacked the grid and just destroyed our power grid and destroyed our satellites, if there was a coordinated effort by multiple superpowers to just destroy our satellites, destroy our grid, we would be in chaos quickly. Pretty fast, yeah, yeah. Quickly, very quickly. And then if it lasts too long and there's some sort of a hostile military takeover of the country... You're living in a totally different world than the one you live in now. Now you live in China, and you never thought that was possible. You thought that, you know, you would be able to just exist here and demand universal basic income, and you would have all these ideas in your head yeah. about the, the border walls racist and this yeah, and yeah. that. And then all of a sudden, you live in a world that's unrecognizable. And that's just an example of what could happen if someone acts, if a human being does something which is very similar to what other human beings are doing right now all over the world. What's happening right now in Ukraine, what's happening right now in Israel, that is human beings launching bombs at people they've never met. Yeah. That's happening for sure. The idea that that is not going to happen here is just stupid. It's stupid. If you're living in Gaza right now, Think about that reality. Think about the reality of where you used to sleep at night is now rubble. Everything around it is rubble. If you're lucky, and you can see that because you're alive. Yeah, but some women have to deal with catcalling, Joe. (laughs) Listen, it's always good to move forward. Like, it's always good to call out bullshit, but at a certain point in time, you need perspective. You know, don't clean your bathroom while your fucking house is on fire. shit. You know, figure out what the fuck we need to do to make sure we don't blow ourselves up. And that's just if humans act. The real thing is stuff from somewhere else. The real thing is asteroids. That's the real one, kids. 
If you look at the moon, that's us. The moon is pelted, pelted by asteroids. There's craters everywhere. You look at every other planet that we could see, they all get hit. You look at the surface of our planet, there's craters everywhere, everywhere. This fucking place gets hit a lot. <laughs> I don't like to we think about space for long. those reasons. Nobody likes to think about it. Well, because I can't control anything but me, right? And so if I can't even control the people in my, you know, the, the yeah. governor, can't even control that guy. The space just seems so big going like, oh, an asteroid. What are you going to do? What's the plan for an asteroid? There's no plan right yeah. now. I think they've got some theories of how to do something, but I, last time I spoke to someone who's an expert on the subject, he said it was about 10 years away from them being able to actually successfully divert asteroids. And then also you got to spot them all. Yeah. Some of them are coming from behind the sun, and apparently the way the gravity of the sun works, because it's so massive, it distorts the view of things that are coming from behind it. Yeah, the asteroid goes, how about a sucker punch? You know, just a little sucker yes. punch Earth. They won't be That's ready. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. That's Bro, scary. have you ever looked at the size of our sun in comparison to Earth? Yeah. And then looked at other suns in comparison to our sun, the biggest suns that are out I there? I didn't know there's other suns. That's how, that's where I'm at shit. educationally. Holy I didn't even know there's other shit. suns. Who, well, where's, stars. Oh. Other stars. Stars are suns, basically. Okay. But the, the really big ones are bigger in proportion to like when you see Earth and the sun, yeah. when they see the sun and it. They're bigger yeah. than that. Like these things are so big. I uh, hate Neil deGrasse Tyson or Neil, <laughs> whatever the, that guy's name is. I hate you. You suck. In my opinion, I think you're a bozo. But he did say a really interesting thing once, where he was talking about aliens. It, it might have been to you. Why do you hate him? Uh, well, he said this thing. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. He said uh, he goes. He's talking about life on other planets, and he goes saying that there isn't life. You know other than us, is like taking a thimble of ocean water and going, look, there's no whales. There's no whales in here. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's really like, that's a great analogy. Like, of course there's life out there. Yeah, most likely there's life. So this is just, showing, this is just showing the relative sizes. Oh, and then, my and gosh. Then showing, so you go all the way from Earth to the sun, and now Sirius A, and then look at this one. Look at Pollux, oh. and look at this one, Arcturus. Now look how much bigger they are than the Earth. Look at this one. Look at that one, Aldura. Look what is at, this guy? No, 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 no. Wait, just wait. Look at this motherfucker. What's that? Is That's that God? a blue hypergiant star called Pistol Star. <laughs> one just called God. Bro, no, look, yeah. it keeps going, dude. What is this one? No, these are the stars. This is how crazy the universe is. Look at that one. Stevenson. Now, no, no, no. We're not done. Look at the size. No, no, no. Bro, no. look at the size black hole. of a black hole. Supermassive black hole. Now, look at the size of this one. This is blowing my mind. Bro, there's black holes out there that are the size of galaxies. <laughs> Joe, if we were on mushrooms right now... <laughs> I would be quiet for about four minutes after this, just going, okay, oh, yeah. can you give for me sure. four minutes to just look at your roof for a second? For sure. That's insane. Dude, look at the size of these galaxies, too. 220 light years across. 1,862 light years across. Yeah, see if look at this one. 54,000 light years across. Oh, and then there's us, 105 Milky Way. Do you ever um, been to a place where you could really see the stars at night? Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about being like 
camping. Camping and yeah. out in the just how dark and yeah. beautiful it is. It's really beautiful. Uh, it's wild, right? When you go, that's up there all the time. Do you think aliens? Do you think aliens are looking at us going, this guy's, he's all losing his mind over a slam dunk? You know, he's going like, these, they're all, everyone on this planet's going, that guy slam dunks the best. Mm. When, it's, when you look at the world like, or the universe like that, and you go, all these earthlings are wearing yeah. the same shirt as that guy that dunks the best. Not I, the guy that survives the best, not the guy that yeah. can feed the most or is the most noble or is the most... We're all losing our mind about the guy that, you know, made the most three-pointers. Well, I think it all has to do with war. That's what I think. How so? I think the desire to be good at competitive athletics is... Uh, uh, the, the roots of it are all in war. It all started in war. Okay. That's what I think. I'm listening. And I think that that instinct... To dominate and to to get better at one-on-one -on -one competition or team competition all started from tactics and strategies in war. And that's, that desire, that human reward system is still in our heads. And we know that we don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So we have to find other ways of doing it. A little game. Yeah. So I think the aliens would realize like, oh, their human reward system got hijacked for something that doesn't even matter right like i play pool right i love pool but when, and when i play it it's like if you watch it's like why do you give a fuck if the ball goes in the hole well it's that's so goal. stupid yeah. right but it's this coordinated mind effort thing that ignites that part of the brain that wants you to be good at war hmm. that's why we love competition that's why we watch like watch it's like a built-in reward system in our mind and then also, like, if we're a society that's constantly looking to innovate, we're, we're constantly looking for people that are pushing the boundaries of whatever they do, whether it's music, whatever they do, comedy, right. yeah. pushing the boundary, like someone who's at the front of the line, just out there chasing it. Yeah. Because that sort of applies to society as a whole. So if someone's doing that in a very public sphere, like playing in the NFL, that's that that it excites the energy of the people to do more things. I think it's like a tribal yeah. like reward system that's, that's in our head. Too. Yeah, like a little mini. Yeah. So I think the aliens would recognize that. I hope. Yeah, I, I think hope they so. would say this is probably a normal progression of you know territorial apes, then territorial apes with nuclear weapons, <laughs> and then territorial apes that eventually evolve and then go out into the stars. That's yeah. probably it's probably how it always yeah, has they to go, happen. Neither one of them died, and that one's better. Yeah, because I don't think that with one competition. Won. I don't think you ever get the kind of innovation that you have today. Or that you probably had in the past. I don't think you build the pyramids without competition. Well, facts, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's sure. there's something about that aspect of the human spirit that we want to compete, we want to win. Like that, that, that fuels us in a <laughs> way that like people are embarrassed by. I think sometimes it's one of the things they hate about Trump. We're winning. We're always gonna yeah, win. Yeah. We're winners. Yeah, they're which, losers. I like that about it. They're him. all losers. Yeah. You if know? you read his book, I don't read any books. I listen to books. Yeah, right? I listen. To I books listen mostly. to about a, about ten thousand books a uh, a year. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Joe, I'm reading <laughs> ten books a day. I, I heard there's another guy who does that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Kindred spirit to me. Yeah. No, uh, so I listen to about a. a I listen to one book probably every week and a half, you know, because yeah. Audible, you can crank them out. I'll be oh, like yeah. playing video games or driving or yeah. on an airplane or something. So I just listen to a lot of books. And um, 
I'm trying to think why I brought that up. What were we saying Trump. before the book? Trump Trump's winning. Book. Oh, yeah, Trump's book. Uh, thank you, Jamie. The, um, the art of the deal. He's always talked like that. Yes. Even before he was a president. So if you know that that's just kind of how he is, yeah. you'd have totally understood that that's how real estate guys talk. My building's the best. and yeah. It's the biggest. And, yeah. Uh, they go, it's not the biggest. And they go, it's the best hotel. That's like that's how yeah. he is. So once you know that it's, it isn't like... He's lying or anything. It's just that's what he that's also, how the he man comes is. from a different era. Yeah. And by the way, he was celebrated forever. Forever. For being that. And then they turned him into a monster for the presidential campaign. Yeah. Before that. Oh, they turned him he turned himself into a monster initially. Because he was claiming that Obama was from Kenya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a tough <laughs> hill to die on too, yeah. <laughs> like it would Here's my take. <laughs> Who gives a fuck what patch of dirt you're born on? Are we trying to pretend that he was like some embedded uh, it was a strange one, that one. Yeah, was he like an embedded enemy operative? Because I'm not was an Obama guy by any means, but I remember being like, I don't care where it is. It's a weird thing to care about. Yeah. Like, why do you care? Like, especially Obama. I mean, Trump was a lifelong Democrat. Like, most of his life, yeah. he was Democrat, which is what a, a weird thing to care that this one guy who was, listen, f put policy aside. I've said this a thousand times. I'll say it again. That's the best president we've ever had. Most charming. He's the best re representation of what we would hope we would want the world to see of America. Yeah. Very highly educated, well-spoken, even-keeled, emotionally balanced, yeah. brilliant man. Not too black. Who was, <laughs> who was but also pulled himself up yes. from hard times, single mother, very likable, very charismatic. So all those things... And you care what patch of dirty was born right. on. What should you you should really care? Like what it's are the policies? Yeah. What's 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 good, what's bad? What's good for business, what's bad for business, what's good for the, the, the world order, the economy, what's good for you know, international relations. That's what you should be caring. Why and, do you care about and, what he's born? And that's the adverse problem with Trump. Right. Is that nobody's looking at the policies. They're just going unlikable uh, mm -hmm. you know, talks from the hip, you know. And yeah. so like it's the reverse problem. We have a guy who I think I like. A, I like Trump for being America first, and I like that he's honest and unapologetic about the th the way he talks about other people. Like if you don't like a guy, you don't like a guy, and he'll tell you. Yeah. But he's so unlikable. Well, that that's what works against the media. Him. Also, you got to re realize that for all these years, all these years they were pushing this bullshit about this Russia collusion. They were they they were talking about the Steele dossier, this fake thing that they the Clinton campaign funded. They were they were doing all these things to d demonize him. Yeah. At the same time, they were lying about the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, it, it's just you got spoon fed some bullshit, unfortunately. And on top of that, he's an easy guy to hate. Yep. So it's both of those. He things. doesn't try to be. No. He never played the game, and so then the yeah, I mean, he's got yeah. you know he's definitely got. Some stretches of the truth. You know if I you was know? Joe Rogan, you know who I'd try to hang out with all the time is? Who? George W. Bush. Oh, I right. think he'd be a cool guy to hang out he with. He might be depressed. Is, he might he... be just painting, thinking about all those people that died. <laughs> yes, exactly. I like to think that he's doing you just know, just playing catch. Thinking like about a million dead Iraqis. You know? I guess that's Whoa. But I mean, as that's a guy. That's one of those ones, dude. That's that one, like, if I was president while the Iraq, you know, I was responsible for that and I was still alive. Heavy. I'd be like, check, please. <laughs> I don't want this fucking vibe on me. There's no way you're having good days. Yeah. If you're a, a, a conscionable person. Yeah. You think, look, we know that weapons of mass destruction shit was bullshit. Right, right, right. We know it now. Yeah. It's universally accepted. Well, but that's they, why that war was started. For sure. And Obama, I mean, he's got a lot of deaths on his 
lot of drones. Yeah, a lot of drones. A ramp, different type ramp, of ramped up that yeah. fucking. He went for the number. He went for the record. Robot. <laughs> he went for the record. The sky robots with missiles are the scariest, dude. I know. I Every mean, Sam Tripley tweet that I see is uh, of uh, you know some robot chasing a, a soldier and then touching the soldier and blowing. You're I imagining mean, scary in Yemen, stuff. like a video game. Imagine being in Yemen and you're on your way to a wedding, and there's a, a whole line of you driving towards this wedding. And you're like, what are the odds we get nuked from the sky? And pretty good. Pretty, that, that's pretty gotta good odds. Be scary. To be in a, a line yeah. of cars headed somewhere in Yemen. I just meant George W. seems cool, you know, with and the baseball cousin. and the cigars and the yeah, beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. And your part cousin's of it. a terrorist, and he, he happens to be in the third car you back. Can't do that. He's just here for the wedding. Yeah, oh, he's our don't friend. Don't let the cousin come. <laughs> yeah. He's got metadata. You should stay home, Andre. You know, because that's what they did with some of those drone attacks. They attacked metadata. I know. So if they, well, I mean, if you are, t- I don't texting, know what metadata is. This is what it is. So if you are texting from a cell phone, if you're calling from a cell phone, yeah. they can locate that cell phone. They can triangulate the the area where that cell phone is. There's been times where they just send a missile. To that, to that cell, cell phone. Oh, my God. He's Who, in a cafe? You could be, that cell phone, your baby could be sitting in the crib playing oh. a game on your phone. Yeah, Like, I legitimately. Yeah. And the number of people that are just innocent civilians versus the number of targets that get killed by drones is off the charts. You don't even know what your dad does for a living. You, know, you don't even know what yeah. he's... What he's how he's making money. Right you're now. a baby. Yeah, and you're, you're just like w- watching a YouTube video. Oh, my gosh. You get hit with a missile. Yeah, see that? <laughs> this is why America's great, is that I don't, you know, you don't, we have the luxury of, at least, at least I do. Yeah. I have the luxury of not thinking about that all day. Yeah. You, the, crazy. you know the people that think about it, the drone operators. Yeah. They go through a very bizarre state of PTSD, apparently. I uh, See if you can find anything on that, because I was reading something about that. Like, that's a weird... PTSD that the drone operators to get. be separated from it. Well, dude, it's just like playing talking. Call of Duty all day, but you're really killing people. Yeah, you're yeah, re- yeah. people are really dumb. I had a guy you're watching I, it on a screen. I don't think he would want me to say his name. Yeah, I, won't say, I won't say. So, um, but he was like, I'm, I'm Joe. I met this guy for. I'm pretty good at making friends pretty quick. I'm just chatting him up at the bar in San Diego. Military guy. He's all jacked. He just seems like a like a cool guy. He's like, oh, I know your comedy, man. You're friends with Josh and blah, blah, blah. So I just chop it up with him. I'm probably talking to this guy for minimum five minutes. And I go, what do you do, man? He's like, oh, I'm in the military. And I was like, oh, you know, San Diego. So I go, oh, nice. Well, thanks for your service. I do the whole thing. And he goes, you want to see? I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think anything of it. He pulls up on his phone. A, a drone attack that he that he did, and and it's a it looks like a video game to the that's the only context I have is of, of of what a video game would look like, and there's a guy here a guy here a guy here and he gets the one guy, the two guys run away and then a dog was like right next to that guy the dog's fine too and he was gone see that got that guy and the, even the dog lived and those two guys next to him I got him, and in my but I've never seen anything like this in my life and I look at this guy and I go. Wait, wait, that guy's dead now. He goes, yeah, that was, I, I did that. Like, literally, like, last week. And he's showing it to me on his phone. He's got, like, a saved file to a stranger that he met five minutes ago. I don't think that's legal. Really? I bet that footage is, like, highly classified. Really? Yeah, I bet you can get really fucked. Well, it's good that. I didn't say his name. Huh? The conclusion of yeah. a study on it done in 2021, and uh, right here it says, uh, because if they admit psychological issues, they're gonna prob- they could lose their job. Oh. So there's not a lot of Ooh. known. It's like the concussion oh. thing in the NFL. Yeah, like they're saying in this whole study, like they know there is something here, but 
because it's really hard to study and it's all secret. I mean, I think it has to be a thing. Yeah. There's no way you could be able to launch missiles out of a robot in the sky and accidentally kill 80% civilians. And feel nothing. Yeah. Yeah. What it, What is the actual numbers of civilians killed in drone strikes? I know we've done this before, but I can never remember. But it's kind of nuts. It's not like it's 50-50. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that'd be great. 50-50 I mean, is like negotiable. A half. You know? you know, the guy's a really bad guy. He's going to kill a million people with a nuclear bomb. We could bomb his apartment building and yeah. kill a few unfortunate folks that happen to be in the vicinity, but we have to get them. That's why it's good to be a comedian. Oh, my God. The decisions I have to make. So like, much yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much better. Uh, yeah. Like, but also just the thinking about... You know, because the the guy that I'm referencing, he didn't make those decisions. He's been right. trained to do that. Yeah, someone else has to make that decision. I just don't think he's supposed to show people <laughs> yeah, that oh, video. Dude, it was. Right. I don't it, think you're even supposed to have that. Video. I haven't shut the fuck up about it since it happened. That was like four years ago, five years ago. I was gone. I just couldn't believe it. It's what? It's fucking nuts. Yeah, there's so many of those videos now. You can see so much war footage now. How do you see all this stuff? I remember a long time ago they showed you two girls, one cup. And your reaction was like, man, this is nothing. I've seen, you know, and then the what you referenced, we all as fans go, what is he talking about? And then we find that stuff. We're going, holy shit. Like, yeah. But like, how, like, what is the, I don't even know what the dark web is. Well, you don't have to go. I don't do that. But oh. you, you, uh, just on Instagram alone. Now. Every day. Yeah. Now. Instagram's bananas now. But back then you, no. were, you knew where stuff was and. Oh, you. Oh, U.S. airstrikes. Okay, hold on a second. U.S. airstrikes killed at least twenty-two thousand civilians since nine eleven. So, what is the? Um, that's the number of people that were killed. But like, what's the percentage? Because there was a crazy percentage of casualties that were not. You know, they're just civilians. Yeah, they're just civilians. Oh no! Right, right, <laughs> right. But I'm saying, what is the percentage? There was a uh, a percentage number. Something nuts, like over eighty percent civilian deaths. You think it'd be like four hundred, right? You go, oops, four hundred. Not oops, twenty two thousand. The deadliest year was during Trump, uh, two thousand seventeen, when at least four thousand nine hundred and thirty one civilians were likely killed. The vast majority in coalition bombings of Iraq and Syria. Jeez. However, the going by maximum estimates, two thousand seventeen emerges as the worst year for civilians with up to 19,623 killed, almost all in the bombing campaign against uh, ISIS. Death toll from U.S. airstrikes, 387,000 civilians who are believed to have been killed by all parties during the war on terror. Wow. I take it back. I get, I get why the aliens go, oh, I get why he likes the guy that dunks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. guy didn't... It's way better than uh, Way better that. than this, yeah. yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, no one can imagine a world without that stuff. That's what's crazy. <sighs> it's if, you, if you said to people, like, what are the odds there'll be no war in five years? Everyone's going to say, fucking yeah. zero. Okay, here it is. Suggest that civilians make up between 7.27% and 15.47% of the deaths in U.S. drone strikes in Pakistan. Hmm. This doesn't include... It's just those three places. It doesn't include, like, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran... Hmm. I've heard it like way skewed in the other direction. Sure. I, I'm also uh, under the un assumption that this data isn't going to be most prevalent in a search. Right. Mm. But it seems like there's got to be somebody who compiled that. I, I'm looking, but I still like I get I'm getting lost in uh, different websites that are old from mm. 2014 when people were talking about this a lot more. Um, 
and there's nothing just like saying the number right up front. Mm. It's so it's a, it's a crazy way to kill people. It really is. It's just I mean and ultimately we're probably going to look at this the way we look at cannonballs. You know, like cannonballs now are ridiculous because we have missiles. Why would right. I use a cannonball Can when I could just ball wrecking through? We them? have hypersonic missiles. Hypersonic missiles are a real thing that human beings are created. They can change direction in the air. That's amazing. You can't figure out where the fuck they're going, and by the time you do, they've already hit. Yeah, they go faster than the speed of sound. Imagine a cannonball coming at you. You go, <laughs> yo, he's still using this. What is this? Yeah, so. Murphy misfired claimed that 8 out of 10 U.S. drones missed their target. 8 out of 10? They're saying that this is not the correct quote. That oh. he, he fucked up by saying that. That's oh, not he, accurate. Good. Oh, he just made a Well, mistake. I'm glad they made it the headline, you know? <laughs> that's, uh, that's good for guys like me. Yeah. Um, either way. Yeah. Civilian death toll is calculated between... So here's the other problem, too, that, I, that I've been told. The, the problem is a lot of times when they get their death numbers, they're getting them from the ground. They're getting them from people on the ground, and the uh, whether it's ISIS or whoever, will exaggerate the amount of civilian deaths. Oh, okay. And so to make it look terrible, I mean, this is one of the reasons why, you know, like Hamas does things in hospitals. Yeah. You know, they just killed those guys in hospitals the other day. So but don't like, they live under the hospitals and stuff, or like that's where the base that's is? That's supposedly, and, yeah. I don't know enough to comment on that, Me but I, I do know that that's what they've always said, that these guys operate in places where you can't bomb, like right. hospitals. Yeah. And it turns out that was true in this case, and they killed these three guys at a hospital. That was true over a five-month period in Afghanistan over a decade ago. Wow. That eight out of ten. So eight out of ten. period, that was accurate. All right, so what do you get in trouble for saying it for? Because he was talking, I don't know. So yeah. this is all. Oh, so what were you mad at Neil deGrasse Tyson for? I'm not mad at him. I'm annoyed that a man of science would say things like, uh, you know, I like to get my information from smart people. I like to think that a guy like him, who's very smart, would say a smart thing that has no emotions linked to it. You know, like you like to think, like, right. give me the facts. You know, give me some Which stuff. Which he does with a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've yeah. used to really like him a lot. And then he'll say something like... Uh, you know, someone will say, well, like, biologically, we have uh, a male and a female has chromosomes, uh, different chromosomes than a man. You can look at the bones of a man and the bones of a female. And despite what's going on in your emotions and in your soul or spirit or whatever we want to label it, if we're just talking about the biological makeup of something, we can put them into two categories. Yes. Forget what your spirit is or your essence or how you feel. If we're just looking at the meat and bones and cells and chromosomes of something, we can make biological arguments that there is a male and a female. And then his argument goes, why do you care? What do you mean, why do I care? Like, you're the man of science. You should tell me uh, that th that should be your argument, is that if we're just looking at biology and not the spirit of someone or whatever, the feelings. And instead his argument is, why do you care? I care. You know, I want yeah. you to tell people facts about things scientifically, not just go, what does it matter? You go, well, when you go on about the cosmos, what, people don't go, why do you care? We care. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's not a good scientific argument for things. And he's really jumped ship on science as a science guy. Yeah, it's bizarre. But it's, strange. That, it's a mind virus. And it's a, a mind virus that demands compliance. You have to comply to this ridiculous new ideology. And a part of that, and this is where it really annoyed me about his argument, was that that should apply somehow to sports. 
Oh yeah, and this this is where this is going. This is why it's so crazy. Yeah. That that is absolutely insane. That's yeah. absolutely insane. This is not saying that people shouldn't be allowed to be transgender. Of course they should. You'd be yeah. allowed to do whatever. We can you want treat to them do. nice, yes. but then also have facts. But you cannot just say you're a woman and compete with women in sports. And if you support that, scientifically, that is untenable. Like that's just scientifically, with the amount of data that we have about the difference between differences between males and females in sports yeah the gap is so wide that you're gonna have your outliers the extraordinary females and your weak men and right. they're gonna kind of cross they over. love to use those examples yeah but those examples aren't valid right. because if you take a, a biological male of normal athletic ability competing against a biological female who is elite of elite the biological male has massive advantages yep. especially in things like combat sports so they just passed a thing allowing biological males to identify as females and box females that's crazy to me and i don't know what parameters they have you can't just be making weight because if it's just making weight like holy shit are you testing testosterone yeah. levels are you like are you making sure because if it what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? There's do you a know reason the it's separated. It's so crazy to let them do this because there are people that are legitimately transgender and they, again, should be able to do whatever they want to do. But there's also people that are out of their fucking mind. Be reasonable. That's and, all it is. And there's people that literally, if you allow them to pretend to be a woman and beat women up, they will do it. Yep. Well, it's, it's funny. I use Brendan Schaub. In the bit, I'm doing on my special, The Last Cowboy in L.A., I have a bit where I talk about um, Fallon Fox, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, because I used to be one of these guys. I, I, I'm a comedian. I want everyone to laugh. I want right. I want to be the clown. I, I, people go, they say, I saw the clown. It made me happy. Yeah. Going to work tomorrow happy, you know? So I used to be one of these guys that goes, I don't, you know, hey, I don't know. Ask someone else, you know? That used to be me from Seattle going, hey, I don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. And they say, hey, can you believe they're letting a woman... Fight in UFC. She's a, she she's a biological male who it wasn't in the UFC. It was in a small. Oh, wasn't no oh, okay. smaller organization. And I saw. Then I say to myself, like, ah, oh, you know, hey, I don't have no opinions. But then you watch it, and it's like uh, it's like the one girl in the corner. I'm Tamika, you know. And then mm -hmm. and then this and then they go versus Fallon Fox. Like, Rah! and I was like, oh, maybe I have some opinions. <laughs> like, I, I, wait, they're gonna let them fight? Like, yeah. that's when you start going. Maybe I do have some. And you saw the fight. Bah, 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 and I go, yeah. all right, I formed a few opinions about yeah. this subject. It looked like domestic violence. It was crazy. Yeah. You like that? We, go, we don't yeah. like it. And then we you didn't. hear the voice. And you're like, uh, what the fuck? But you can't watch that and then still be like a tepid guy who's like. Oh, you know, I don't really have an opinion on this. Let let them do what they want. Well, back like, then, D Neil deGrasse Tyson wasn't chiming in like ever. This. No. Yeah. So this is this is he's he got caught up in that same silly mind virus. Look, it it doesn't mean you're not a compassionate person that recognizes that there's a whole wide variety of human beings that feel different than you. Sure. And we should be open minded to that for sure. But you should also protect women. You should protect yeah. women's sports and protect women that are forced to, in high school, in college, and even in some professional sports, forced to compete against people that have significant physical advantages. Yeah. And I bet a lot of those people are out of their fucking minds. How about how about tell tell me what percentage of them have mental issues? Right. What percentage of these people that are doing this have mental issues? It's probably a lot. Yeah. And you're allowing them to get all this credit and all this extra love. Yeah. Because it's... Look, people lean in. You've seen comics lean into their audience oh, yeah. and become a different person because they like they, they develop a certain audience and they kind of like, oh, this is I'm going to lean into that. Yeah. People lean into everything. Right. They'll, they'll lean in to being a woman. 
you know, they just decide. They're yep. like, look this at all my the group. love I get yeah, from yeah, being yeah. a woman. You put the lipstick on. Oh, girl, you look so good. Thank yeah. you, baby. Yas queen. And, and then you're all cosplaying. Yeah. And they lean into it. Well, but and there's also legit trans people. Right. There's legit people that really should be a woman. <laughs> Nature just fucked you. Yeah. You got a shit hand of cards. Or you got all jumbled up or whatever it was. And you, why do you care? Oh well, my God. I'll tell you what. If I had a daughter that's trying to get a swimming scholarship, like, then mm -hmm. you care. Then you care. You, yeah. you start to say, well, I'd like for someone smart and famous and someone who could be on a thing like this yeah. to maybe say these things instead of just going, well, why would you care? Some people care. There's, there's people that care about these subjects. Ari sent me this karate fight the other day between this in. guy and a girl, and it's so quick and so violent. It's so disturbing. It's so disturbing that someone let this happen in yeah. the first place. And I think they're both black belts. Okay. And this guy manhandles this lady so quickly and so awfully. If you can't find it, I'll find it. You want me to send it to you? I'm making sure this is it. Let me show let me see. They're they're both wearing white karate geese and they're standing apart from each other. This oh, is here it. it is. Look at this. Oh that first one was Bro, this is like and then What's he that last shoves one? Her, he's a dick. <laughs> he's leg, a dick. What was the leg thing she's doing here? She's, tapping. she's just tapping. tapping. Yeah, but that and last then he just part. bitch slaps her to the ground. That that's the difference between males and females when it comes especially to combat sports. It's not fair. It's there's not a world where that's fair. Yeah, and if not you a world. do and if you do think that this is fine, you know, let make a men versus women NFL. <laughs> Let's just do yeah. that. Let's do it. If you really think, you know, the, yeah. the men would win 60 years in a row. We'd be like, we won the championship again. The yeah. field would just be covered of broken women. Like, I broke my finger. I'm waiting for trans men or trans women in the WNBA. Like, when... When that starts, yeah. Bro, that all of a sudden would be an exciting game. I'd watch. Yeah, we got dunks now. Not just that, but you got freaks. Yeah, you got, like it's a, it's a wild freak show. <laughs> well, and you know what it is? It's like seven foot dudes with lipstick on. <laughs> even even if there was a woman who was so good at women's basketball that she could compete in the NBA, I would say don't let her do it because well, you're get knocked around. And yeah, because it's also like, well, that's not what we're doing here, right? But otherwise, then the men could go play with you because they're good enough. Did you see? This I think he's a professor somewhere in Canada. He's a 50-year-old man who identifies as a teenage girl. And so he's competing with teenage girls and swimming. I've not seen and this. And they let him change in the same changing room Yeah, those as th the See, these are the girls. things that matter. So they let this 50-year-old man whip his cock out yeah. and be naked. That's wild. In the presence of teenage girls. So they apparently they like put curtains up to try to shield it. 50-year-old trans swimmer shared locker room while competing against oh. teens. The girls were terrified. And look at that crazy fuck. Yeah, this is... This is so nuts that I, anybody I would like allow that. Someone might be listening to this and go, Oh, come on. This is like an isolate. Yeah, but even if it happens once, don't you think that's too much? If Listen, it happens this one is time. just like the found fox thing. When that happened, I, I was outraged. I was like, this is ridiculous. That's a guy. And people got so mad at me. And I was like, this is a wild thing to get mad at. I'm not getting mad at someone for being trans. Right. I'm getting mad at someone for lying yeah. and not saying they were trans for two fights. Yeah. Two fights in a look, if you're a trans woman and a biological female agrees to fight you, yeah. I feel the same way that I feel when someone's gonna ride a bull. Like I wouldn't recommend it. Oh yeah, yeah. But if you want to do it, sure. I support your right to do whatever the fuck you want to do. There's there's a woman who fought in the UFC, Ashley Evan Smith, 
and she actually beat Fallon Fox. Okay. She beat her. She mounted her and pounded on her, but she's nice. a really good fighter, and yeah. she made it to the UFC, where she lost to Raquel Pennington, who is uh, the current uh, UFC Bantamweight champion. So she's a legit fighter. Yeah. But it starts with that, and if it keeps going, if you can really... If there's enough people that promote this term, minor attracted person, oh, yeah. that term is so crazy to me that it almost feels like a 4chan troll that just went amok and yeah. just like like free bleeding. You know, free bleeding oh, yeah, was a 4chan yeah. troll. Yeah. I, I think it was, right? Didn't it start off as a 4chan troll? So they, they decided to pretend that real feminism is just letting your vagina <sighs> just leak blood into your pants and it's proudly showing off your Unsanitary. It's, it's like, ridiculous. And so yeah, women started doing it's it. It's crazy. And so women started doing it. But now imagine me going, why do you care, Joe? Yeah. Oh, so a 50-year-old's change in front of a 16-year-old in this. Care? Why do you care? Why do you care? Uh, I I think we should care. Yeah. If it happens even one time. Let's yeah. let's let who let's say it doesn't become this bigger social issue. It shouldn't happen once. Well, this is the question. Do pedophiles exist? 100%. Yes. Do perverts and sex offenders exist? Yes. They exist. These are real things that we know are in the human race. Yeah. If the possibility of someone that is one of those things, yeah, and all they have to do is say they're a woman, they have access they can to dishonesty. Go, that's it's you had a Willy Wonka golden ticket to go wherever you want. You just have to say you're a woman. You don't think that a serial pedophile yeah. would do that He's if going, you all of a sudden all I gotta do he is can lie? say it he can just say I'm a woman yeah. do you see the guy who won the P LPGA mm. uh, tournament well, stop it's not an LPGA event. whatever it is yeah I mean it's uh, uh, oh sorry women's golf yeah it sort of matters but that's also it, it was the, I was just reading about it um, so this dude just decides he's a woman <laughs> puts his skirt it's on happening a lot doesn't lately. change yeah, his yeah. appearance at all and just murders this uh, woman's woman's. He didn't change anything. No, no, no. I said he had gender reassignment surgery. Here he had it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, at least, well, at least she's hot, you know. Haley Davidson. So you have to go through the surgery. Um, that's Wait a minute, it, is that the same one? Yeah. Let me see the look at this. The story went back to 2022. I didn't know that it's been going on for a little while. I thought one just happened. This one just happened. Oh, this one just See, it's happened. It's an LPGA qualifying event. Okay. That's when you when they add the LPGA into the headline, it makes more news than when mm -hmm. you say NNXT or whatever. That's why you shouldn't believe everything you see on Instagram Reels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I'm guilty. I'll re so, I'll, I hear a guy tell me a thing in a warehouse 20 years ago, and I'm going, is that true? No, that, that's, <laughs> exactly. that's where I'm It always at. happens. So this is a, is this the first transgender woman to win golf tour? I, believe so to win an event yeah and then what happens though it, by winning this event she earns a opportunity to play more which could lead to a lpga qualifying spot yeah then mm. she did win let money. me see yeah that's the person yeah there, yeah, she, man. there she is huh wild let's see her it's next just to, let's see her next to some other gals <laughs> uh, there's one there. there you go yeah. the claimed also is that by after having all of the uh, surgeries and stuff Lost 15 miles an hour on club head speed, which is a lot. You could gain that back, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, well, that sounds like a lot, but Jamie, also, I why bet, do you care? But don't you think it's still probably faster than the women's? Yeah, so the, the average for a man, it, it was saying, is about 115 on the PGA Tour, and the average LPGA is about 95. 
Hmm. And it doesn't say where they were before or after. Also, is that what he said, or that was that what was it's, measured? This is just average in, in general. It's not, yeah. It's yeah. Here. You you definitely lose something if you're on estrogen so and you have your testes of... removed. He <laughs> he. Uh, claims she Claim, lost 15 yeah, miles. Yeah, right, so it's, yeah, her yeah. own. You could also just start math. Not yeah. You're not going to say. You're not going to say. I have a fucking huge advantage. Right. I've been a dude my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to say that. They love. Oh my to god, I've lost 15 miles an hour. I'm basically a woman now. Don't I worry about it. I bet they love to I, say. I won the tournament just because I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Courage. Uh, what I lack in head head club speed, I I gained in bravery. Yeah, and not having wide hips. <laughs> There, there's a lot of things with hips, like the shape of hips. You don't, you don't generate the same amount of power. Like women kickers, um, there's such a vast difference between a woman kicker and a man kicker. It's kind of stunning. And I, don't, I, I wonder if like a lot of that has to do with the shape of the hips. Because if you get a woman who is like uh, 135 pounds and have her hit a bag... And then you have a man who's 135 pounds and hit the bag. The difference is so stark. Oh, yeah. You're like, this is crazy because your legs are carrying you around all day long. Right. But there's a lot of other shit going on. There's tendon strength. There's bone density. There's, there's the shape of the hips, I'm sure, too. But it's also like there's a, also something that happens to the human body when it evolves or it develops, rather, with testosterone. Like, you're going to be stronger forever. Yeah. Like you're ne you're never going to go back to what it would be like if you had been born a woman. Yeah. Like it's it's like taking steroids for 20 years hardcore. Yeah. Like they literally turn you into a guy and be like and I have no go, advantage. I'm done. I'm like I'm not you. taking steroids anymore. We're the same. It's like crazy. that's crazy. Yeah. You were cheating your whole life. Right. Like if you got caught doing that in the UFC, you're fucking banned. You're banned for 2 years and if you get caught again, I think you're banned for 6 years. It's something wild like that. So if you're just like taking testosterone your whole life, your yeah. whole life, and all these other out. women are, you know, just fucking being normal right. and you cheerleading and going yeah. to parties, you're Yoga. competing against them. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. I know a girl who's a professional uh, foosball player, Kelsey Cook, the comedian, oh, Chad yeah. Daniels' girlfriend. Uh, I don't know why I said that, but anyways, I love them. And uh, I, she, she's... I, she's talking about foosball. I find it interesting because I don't know anything about foosball. And I go, oh, this is probably one of those sports where the men can play with the women because it's it's foosball. And she goes, I hate that I'm admitting this to you because she knows I'm, you know, a guy, a man's guy. And she goes, men have an advantage in foosball. And I go, even foosball? And she goes, yes, because it's like that torque of the writ, like of mm. a man's arm versus a woman's arm. Even the arm mm. of like, a, she goes, the men can hit it harder the spin rate so even something as what we might think is a frivolous kind of thing like foosball even that there is just so much of a difference how about chess men have an advantage in chess really mm -hmm. i did not know that yeah how i don't know yeah that's i don't interesting. know but for whatever reason maybe it's more men do it i don't know yeah. what it is maybe it's the mind the way the mind works it's different the competitive mind yeah Actually, showing it's coming from a tweet. men have a know. large and consistent advantage over women in spatial ability, of which chess relies <laughs> to a large wild. extent. And this is a difference in average, not just at the high end. The male advantage is present pre-puberty, is present across cultures and time. Um, another one is pool. The, the best professional female pool players never win male tour events. Interesting. They're allowed to enter them. Men can't enter women's events, but yeah. women enter like there's certain like major events that women enter all the time, but they never win them. Well, a smart man would say, "Why do you care?" 
Mm. Why do you care who's Because it's a statistic and it's a sport I care about. <laughs> it's important. And I think it's interesting. Look, there's a I lot of women I'll that are really like. good, and they can beat a lot of men. They beat a lot of men. But when they get to the very top, like when you, you're playing through a pool bracket, you know, say if there's a uh, hundred or so professionals that are in this tournament, they're playing in this double elimination bracket. So you lose once, you go to the one loss side, you lose there, you're out of the tournament. So you running against killer after killer because there's a hundred professionals there, right? And it's there's a high likelihood that someone gets a bunch of good rolls. You scratch on the break, a bunch of things happen. Person runs out a lot, and you lose, you know, seven nothing to some person, and that person happens to be a chick. That's mm -hmm. totally possible. You could lose to a woman, but over the course of the tournament, that luck will wear out, and the elite male players will beat the elite female player. I didn't it's know you're so into pool. Where do you play pool? Like play you here. personally? Oh, you play I have tables here, but also uh, you know I'll go places where I could play. I play at Amsterdam billiards when I'm in New York City. Hmm. Yeah, I'll go to pool halls. Yeah, I don't. I, that's such a bar game. It is a bar game, but the type I play is like. Uh, tournament professional style pool it's a different kind of pool it's not like eight ball i play mostly nine ball and ten ball and it's a you rotation game i have not but it looks very Hard. difficult yeah. it's fucking huge that yeah. table's gigantic and the balls are little and the holes are little and it's confusing and yeah i don't understand it we we're in thailand we're like let's play pool we walked over there we're like this is a different table here yeah i don't even know what to do yeah i don't even know how it works i, why, I like watching it though it's cool when they're really good at it because I know how hard it must be to be doing that. They used to make a shit ton of money. Um, but there was one guy over there that was a big top guy that got busted uh, <laughs> fixing a game. How? They caught him on camera. They got a, like a hidden camera. See if you can find that story. Because he was like you like a top dog. Just put the ball in with his hand? Well, you just miss. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's not hard to do at all. Wait, what do you mean? So that You doesn't... could fix a pool match. So say uh. if I'm a... I'm a gangster, and you're a, a, a killer pool player, yeah. and you're going to play some guy. And I was like, Jeff Dye, I got a proposition for you. I am going to give you $100,000 to blow this game. So you're the oh, favorite yeah. in the game. So maybe there's a lot of lose. people gambling. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be good at losing. Yeah, you lose on purpose. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, that's how it works. You can oh. lose on purpose. So is this the story, or is this I the I thought there was way he was fixing it to win. Dennis Taylor is caught cheating. No, it's not him. What did he do? I don't know how. Yeah. Like I don't know how you can do this. Uh, sharp dressed guy. Yeah. Look at these guys. I wonder how he got caught cheating. A million game. views. I figured it was it. Putting an extra red it says, putting an extra red ball on the table. He just literally added a ball. It. That's he hilarious. On the table and still misses. You could. Do Are you that? allowed to climb on the table? Look at this guy. And he touched the... Yes, look at his goofy glasses. Too. Are you allowed to t climb on the table? This might have been a celebrity match, I feel like. Oh, it looks like they're all laughing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not that. It was a like a bribery scheme. He was caught fixing snooker games, and it became a criminal investigation. Because there's so many people that gamble on snooker. Sure. Ten people charged, that kind of thing, do you think? Yeah, that's probably match it. fixing scandal? Yeah. How long ago was this? This last year. Oh, no, this is a new one. <laughs> Ten, Chinese, Ten players. Chinese players. Oh, wow. Listen, pool players are dirty. They're dirty people. Not yeah. all of them, it's a but a game. lot of them. Yeah. It's, it's a game where dudes will dump you. If you, you, you have to have a really good relationship with your backers, and you gotta, you got to spread money around if you win. you got to make sure that people don't dump on you. Because if there's a lot of gambling involved, like say if you and I are in a match <clears> and we're, we're two top players – and you've got a bunch of people that are coming from fucking Cincinnati and Kansas City and Chicago. They're coming to watch this match, and there might be a half a million dollars 
on the side. Sure. It might be more. Yeah. Like, yeah. it happens all the time with top places. John Higgins, that's the guy. This is... Banned for six months, but cleared of match fixing. Not guilty. Hmm. Tough to prove, maybe? Isn't it weird that gambling is so prevalent in sports now? What did he say, though? He said something. Like, they were talking to him about fixing the game. There was a, re- a recording, right? I just thought, I'll look into this. Yeah. He was also, like, a very beloved player. Interesting. But the point is that, like, you know, that Undercover can... cover reporter discussed the possibility of throwing frames. Yeah. Okay. Don't... Mooney discussed the possibility of throwing frames, which is, like, fixing a game, like, missing... Uh, with the undercover reporter, the news of the world's uh, Mazar Mahmoud Ma- for weeks before the trip to Kiev. Unbeknownst to Higgins, Mooney had taken him to Kiev specifically to discuss the matter of throwing frames, but had not raised the possibility of the subject might come up until minutes before the meeting started. Mills said he was unimpressed by Mooney as a witness and found much of his account highly implausible. Hmm. Hmm, ruling that he should be banned from the sport for life. Woo. His lawyer said in a statement, Mr. Mooney bitterly regrets being caught up in the news of the world's entrapment and is unresolvedly sorry for the impact this sting, that sting had on Snooker and Mr. Higgins in particular. Interesting. It is fascinating. So was, there were some lies. How latent gambling is now, where it's like, I'm not that I'm not like an old man or anything, but I, you know, they used to act like nobody was gambling right. on football or basketball, and now they'll just have the spreads right up on the screen. Yeah, they're just like, here's the betting lines. Draft For, games. Like it's, I mean, Bam. it's pretty like yeah. it's like weed, I guess. Like the way the government's like, we're just gonna get in on this. Yeah, you well, know? that's the right way to do it, I mean, especially in America. Yeah, like gambling's dangerous. It's dangerous. I've seen people go fucking crazy gambling. I know people who are gambling addicts. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But I think it should be legal, just like I think weed should be legal, and I think alcohol should be legal. I think you should be able to be responsible with your own decisions and make your own choices and get your fucking shit together. Mm-hmm. The problem is not gambling. The problem is gambling addicts, because I can go and gamble, and I'm smart about knowing that this is very addictive, and I do it, and I'm like, I get the fuck out of here. Right. And it was kind of fun. And then I live my life. You're not going to lose your house. Right. Yeah. But I know people that gamble constantly. I know some guys, yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Dana White's a maniac. Really? He's but Dana's not going to lose his house either. So it's like he can. Hey, man, he, he <laughs> really gambles. <laughs> I like guys like that. We went to visit him at the uh, Red Rocks Casino. Yeah. And at one point in time, he was down $600,000. Playing blackjack, That's and he insane. wasn't even nervous. Really, he wasn't even blackjack? Wait, he was gambling on blackjack. That's a weird. Th- that shows you might have a problem. My buddy Josh, I go. I think you have a gambling problem. He goes, No, I don't, dude. I go, you just bet four grand on women's, you know, Utah State college basketball just because it's on. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I think you got a point. Maybe I do have a problem. It's like that. Like if you're betting on this, you don't even know if these girls are good. But that makes watching a game so much oh, better. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you could just be reasonable about it. You know, if you bet on a game, just bet, you know, whatever you can afford. If it's 100 bucks, bet 100 bucks. If it's going to make it more exciting. For sure, yeah. And like, come on, you fuckers. Yeah. Come on, you fuckers. I'll pay a little. Yes! Yeah. I'll pay a little to care. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You care so much more. If you have a stake in it, hey, you're down to a nuts, yeah, I son. suck them down, another one? dude. Yeah, I'll have another one. Yeah, have another one. I you crush know, a freshie. Uh, That's a little too, too down a little to the too wire. Too close to my nose. Vegas, right? Thanks, brother. The uh, trimmers are on the back of that sucker. You ever... Uh, 
I tried to buy a Terry Bradshaw. Like I was like, you know, he's a guy like you. I brought you cigars because I don't. I figure, you know, just a man to man. I want to get you something nice. Thank you. Appreciate uh, that. It's not like I thought you'd see the cigars and go, wow, what is the? You know, just just bring you some. You know, it's nice. It's what gentlemen do. Yes, thank you. So for uh, I go to Terry Bradshaw's house. One of these things, and I I was like, I wanted to give him some for Father's Day, so I got him like these nice cutters. You know. A few hundred bucks for these cutters, you know. It's like, what's the nicest cutters for yeah. cigars? And I, I, he's like, thanks, man. He reads the card, thanks, bub, love you. And then like, I go to, we, you know, later on, I'm at the ranch. He's got this huge humidor, forty of those cutters, just like <laughs> laying around. <laughs> like he's got the nicest of like everything. But of I've never course. seen nothing like this. This is wild. Yeah, that's a Calibri. It has a little cutter on the back. It's nice. Multi-purpose. You can't fly yeah. with this though. No, you can't. Right. They probably wouldn't let you. I've lost a lot of torches at airports. Oh, you can't fly with a regular torch? Yeah. Oh, that's I'm, hilarious. I, yeah, just that. You can't. <laughs> that's what the, the difference is that a regular lighter. No idea. You Maybe, the wrong side. Can you fly with... A, no, I got it. Oh, you were about to light the side you cut. You're oh, right. you're sorry. right. Oh, well, that's right. I just cut it too deep. <laughs> um. Yeah, why can you fly with a regular lighter and you can't fly with a torch? Can you fly with a regular lighter? Can you? Yeah. I think so. Sure. Yeah, Jamie says I yes. I don't know. If I don't think can. Jamie knows. I don't work at the TSA, but I'm, <laughs> I, I know. I don't. I've never heard of anyone get stopped for. You know, it. used to drive you're me crazy. You're information guy. You know, you're the. You know, used to drive me crazy. What? You can't bring a pool cue. Is it out here? It might be out of gas. Yeah. Thanks. You can't bring a pool cue on a flight, but you can bring a skateboard. I didn't know you couldn't bring a pool cue. No, no, it's a weapon. Did not know. I was that. like, did you know how easy you kill someone with a skateboard? Mm -hmm. Skateboard's heavier. You could fuck somebody up with a skateboard. You can bring two lighters. Aha! Uh -huh. But you Zippo can't check lighters them. without check fuel. Them. Don't check them. Disposable and Zippo lighters without fuel are allowed in checked bags. Oh, checked bags. Yeah, lighters. lighters with fuel are prohibited in checked bags unless they adhere to the Department of Transportation's exemption, which allows up to two fueled lighters if properly enclosed in a DOT-approved case. You have to put your fucking lighters in a bomb case. Yeah. <laughs> Who's doing that? How often are lighters going off out. randomly? It's like a dollar. <laughs> when, did, when was the last time a Bic lighter just randomly lit yeah. on fire? Fucking never. More, never tes more Teslas it. blow up on fire than yeah. Uh, than yeah. I've never lighters. heard a single instance. Well, but I didn't know. Uh, I like. I think. In a, I don't think you can carry it on. Maybe that's all I know. I don't really? check bags. I think you. I remember it used to be the case. I just thought they'd relax that. The fucking shoe thing is so stupid. I can't believe they're still doing that. One dickhead tries to blow his shoes up. One guy. I was uh, I was laughing about, this is an old current event, but when it was a new thing that we had to take our shoes off for TSA, like after 9-11, yeah. George Bush is like, even I will be going through TSA checkpoints for Air Force <laughs> One. I was like, no, not you. <laughs> fucking liar. We should be able to trust you. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, he was going, even me. No, you won't. That's so crazy. If I can't trust the president imagine, on Air imagine, Force One. Yeah, imagine that you have to have the president checked because he might be a terrorist secretly. Heading down George. <laughs> that was just the visual of Checking it was ridiculous. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see the ones that they, they scan your whole body where you see your hog and everything? Uh, no. Yeah, there's some that the TSA people can literally see the size of your dick. I don't think they use them How anymore. How do I get the job of just being there, you know? Do you being just a want to see the people? Yeah, see if all you, these. Uh, go to see if you can find that because they show the images of what it looks like for a human. So you don't see their face, but you see their dick. Oh, wow. How crazy is that? Uh, I got to see a Bill Burr bit in real life. Look at that. Oh, yeah, that is weird. See the man's dick? Yeah, that's me, actually. Crazy. Yeah, that's weird. Crazy. So... I was at uh, LAX, this is years ago, and it's when the big scan, the whoop thing went around your body, 
and uh, I see Bill, and he's he's at CSA, and I, I've known him for I've known of him, and he's known of me since like 2008 because he played Giggles Comedy Club in Seattle when I was like a young comic. I go, hey Bill, and he's like, hey Jeff, and he's like clearly irrit- irritable. And he's like, he's just waiting at the side, and I'm going through the thing, and a guy comes over to him and goes, hey, if I could just get you to stand over here next to the machine, because he was refusing the big mm-hmm. scan around thing. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, no, I know you don't want to do the machine, but just stand. He goes, what kind of defeats the purpose to go stand by the fucking machine? You know, like, he's like, that's the machine yeah. I don't want to be, and now you want me to stand by it? But I got to watch the whole thing happen. I'm kind of like, uh, this is like a Bill Burr bit in real life. Uh, Getting to watch it happen. I'm sure he's going to talk about this, like, on stage. It was yeah. kind of fun to, like, just kind of see a, a bit formulate. Yeah, Ari used to do that, too. He he made them all check him down. He refuse it. Yeah, he would not go through Smart. the machine. I mean, I, I don't think it's great for you. It's not. Yeah. It can't be. And we fly all the time. It can't so, be good for you, right? If you're doing it three or four times a week. I think the radio one is different. The one they do now is not an X-ray. I don't know what I don't know what it used to be. What did it used to be? Like, what was the original ones? Metal. The thing about those kind of things is they really don't know how bad they are for you until it's too late. Sure. Yeah, we won't <laughs> until know. Until 10 years down the line, you realize, like, oh, that stuff kills you. Well, cigarettes was like, on, you know, doctors yeah, would be like, oh, it calms your What's nerves. What's a millimeter wave? I've never really Millimeter wave unit. Heard millimeter wave body scanner was developed at the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory. Bah, 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 bah. So what's the dangers? Privacy concerns. That's because it could see your painter. Um, possible health effects. Here we go. Millimeter wavelength uh, radiation is a subject to su- a subset of the microwave radio frequency spectrum. Even at its high energy end, it is still more than three orders of magnitude lower in energy than its nearest radio toxic neighbor, ultraviolet, in the electromagnetic spectrum. As such, millimeter wave radiation is non ionizing and incapable of causing cancers. By radiolytic DNA-bound cleavage. Due to the shallow penetration depth of millimeter waves into tissue, typically less than one millimeter, acute biological effects of irradiation are localized in the epidermal and dermal layers and manifest primarily as thermal effects. There's no clear evidence to date of harmful effects of the vaccine. I'm sorry, I mean, other than those caused by local... (laughs) Localized <laughs> heating and ensuing chemical changes. Yeah. Mm. And that a funny one? Maybe. By the way. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Sounds like they think it doesn't. Yeah. But what did they used to use? A lot of words. What was the original one? What were the original TSA radiation machines? I mean, I think it was just a metal detector, right? I mean, they were just like... Bro, have you ever seen the hands of uh, the x-ray technicians from back in the day? That they, no. Yeah, Just man. from operating it? No, they, yeah, the, the, the women who used to run it. So, so back then, when you were an x-ray technician, you'd have to test the x-ray to make sure it's calibrated, make sure it's working right. So the way they would do it, they would x-ray their own hand. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, with no... And, and then they, t- they, over they time? They did it a lot. Yeah. They uh, did it a lot. They got so little... their fingernails are falling off. Like, look at that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, hand of an X-ray tech re- technician at the Royal London Hospital showing damage of radiation exposure. So this is from 1900. Why does it say? Oh, I see. Bro, they didn't know any better. Right. That'll be us someday with something, cell phones, or. Have you ever seen those? Um, something. Those ladies that used to uh, put loom on uh, watches. Uh no. You know when you when you. 
you know, cyanide a, is used for that, right? No, 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 no. It's uh, it's radioactive. Oh, I think it's uh, radium, right? Radium. No, they're called the radium girls. Yeah. So they sound hot. They use it in tubes. So what happened was these women they would lick their paintbrush, you know, because you lick your paintbrush sometimes, and they would lick their paintbrush to try to form a, a better tip so they could do it better. And every time they did it, they got radium oh, in their my mouth. God. And they would get horrible cancers, and they're fucking, you know, a lot of them died. Like, see that image of that lady where her jaw was rotted oh, off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's from radium. This from Girls from who licked radioactive paint. You just remind me of the funniest thing I've ever seen on morning television. What? Yeah. So, you know, when you have to play a common club, sometimes <laughs> they. <laughs> this remind me of it. Okay. Try you. I'm like you know in the mornings they make you do these morning television sometimes to go promote. The, and no, it never brings anyone to the club. Right. And morning TV is so corny. Everything they say is like. You know, you'll be. They're like, we got funny guy Jeff Dye here, and then you say something really vanilla, and they're like, whoa! Like they're always so, so easy to offend the morning. Oh you know, yeah. Show people. So you're. It's, it sucks. It's a terrible thing we have to do. And so they. I'm waiting. I'm hungover. I've got like sunglasses. I'm just like, I can't believe I have to do this stupid show. You know. And they <laughs> cut to a thing. So I'm watching on the TV what the morning thing is. It's in San Francisco, and they cut to like these um, art vendors that are out on the side of the uh, the thing. And she's like, I'm here with a local San Francisco artist. Blah blah. blah. He's glass blower, and he's got all of his like glass blowing things behind him. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen on morning television. Lady goes, she goes, uh, isn't it true that glass blowing is like really hard on your lungs and it's hard on your vision and it's very dangerous? It takes years off of your life. And this guy, without missing a beat, he goes, yeah, but to die a little sooner to put my art into the world is worth it. I was like, wow, that's beautiful, right? That's like really beautiful. And then she goes, what do you make? He's like, mostly bongs and dildos. And she's like, back to you in the studio. It was the funniest. Like he went from being profound uh, to just dropping. His art form is bogs and dildos. <laughs> but just the the idea of saying that to die sooner—that's hilarious. Yeah, me. it was a beautiful one-two punch of like, yeah, just have my art in the world, <laughs> bogs and dildos. Yeah, that's like a a dude from a movie. Like so he amazing. probably heard something like that in a movie. It's like I, too profound. I was thinking these poor girls—they're going, yeah, but you know, I painted a lot of clocks. Yeah, no one told them either. And I think that thing. radium, that that loom on on clocks and watches, it was like nobody had ever done that before. Was it like glow in the dark or something, or was it? Yeah, glows of... in the dark. They they do it now in glass tubes. So like, if you get a tactical watch, that's like um, a good example is Marathon. Marathon makes these like military grade tactical watches that are like super durable, and they have radium tubes in it. So no matter what time of night it is, pitch blackness, you look down at that watch. And it doesn't have to be glowing in the dark. It just glows. It's cool. it's lit up. Yeah. So like like loom on a regular watch, like when it has uh, loom painted into it. What happens is when you're in the sunlight and in the you know flashlights and you know and studio lighting and whatever fluorescent lighting, it charges oh, that yeah, paint. Yeah. And so then when you go in the dark, then it glows and it right. glow for like a little while, like a few hours maybe. Yeah. This shit never goes out. Hmm. But it's these little glass tubes. So you can find like What's a mar that marathon watch. I think it's radium. Radium. I think it's that same oh. radioactive shit. It's just in a gas form that's encased in a tube. And I think it has a half-life of 20 years. So I think it glows for 20 years on your wrist. It's pretty sweet. No wonder it's uh, 
jacking up their chins and noses and oh, stuff. Oh, dude, it has to it has to wreck havoc if you're licking that thing every day. Like that is just some fucking the, nuclear space dust. One of the articles I was just reading about it said that they liked it so much they were also painting it on their face, fingernails. Oh, oh gosh. God damn it. Yeah, they're like, I get free radium at work. Oh, <laughs> I don't dye makeup anymore, and their fucking yeah. eyes run. They go, look head. at my. Isn't it funny? I have so much radium. I made it eyeliner. Show me a marathon watch. That's just trying to find it. I don't know. I couldn't find that glass. Marathon Divers Watch Loom. Uh, marathon Just write Divers Watch. You have a big watch, I noticed, last night. This this is just a, this is a um, digital watch. So that's what it looks like. And then we see it at nighttime. That's what it looks like. Oh, so yeah. it's always lit. It's pretty fucking dope, I think actually. I've, I don't think I've owned one, but I, I've seen that for sure. It's just, I love those things. I love watches. And there's another company called Ball. Uh, B A L L and all they make way cooler looking watches like that. This like the marathon watch is like tactical military style watch, but ball watches they make these killer dress watches. Huh. But that's all got the loom too, so that looks like that. At that looks night. great. Oh yeah, and it's a dope watch. Yeah, like look how cool that looks. Ooh, it's and it's also radioactive. Do do do. But apparently like it's that. completely. It's encased. You have no fear of it hurting you. Yeah, and yeah. Then if it if it breaks, it just dissipates in the atmosphere. If it breaks, you lick it a just bunch. Just sniff yeah. it. Just sniff it and get superpowers. Hey, my tongue's glowing. Yeah, I can see through walls. I know things now. Free radio. Ooh, you were telling me you were a Bigfoot guy? Big Bigfoot guy. Tell me about this. Here's the problem. Well, you grew up in an area. Yeah. You're in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. That's Bigfoot country. That is. I think that's the only reason I'm so into it. Yeah. Also, here's the thing you got to know about talking about me. It's not ever funny, and it's not. It's just it's something I like so much that it ends up me giving you the same arguments you've heard a billion times. Yes. Oh, it's Gigantopithecus came over the right. Asian plane. It's a bipedal yep. hominid. It's yep. just you know. Uh, and then at the end, and everyone of my friends have experienced it. Harlan Williams just ex experienced it when I was on his podcast. Anytime I talk about Bigfoot, it ends up with me just going. Please, Joe, can you just say it's maybe a possibility? Like, that's what it always ends up being. Yeah. You said it's... I, I remember you one time going, there's nothing out there. Yeah. Didn't you say that about hunters Bigfoot? Hunters don't see it. That's why I don't believe in it. Some hunters do. No, not many. People that see it are usually loggers, hunters, natives, people that are out loggers. in the woods. There's another problem. Another problem is dusk. You see things at dusk or at dawn. It's very confusing. Mm -hmm. Bears walk on two legs all the time. I have personally watched bears walk on two legs. And if I didn't know any better, and if it was a, a dark environment, like it was dusk, you know, you, like you barely yeah. can see, I would think it's Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. But I do think Bigfoot existed. Yeah. There's, there's some insane number of Native American words for Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Sasquatch is just one of them. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of Native American words for this one animal that's fake, but all the other words they have are for real animals. Hmm. They don't have a bunch of dragons. They yeah. don't have like mythical creatures in Native American mythology, but they do have this one giant man thing that definitely existed. At some point. At 100%, yeah. Gigantopithecus was a real animal. It was 8 to 10 feet tall, bipedal hominid. Yep. It was a huge gorilla-looking primate that died off somewhere around 100,000 years ago, but they don't know really 100, for sure. 100,000? Yeah, but they don't know for sure. The thing about it is it's like... If you only find fossils from 100,000 years ago, you could assume that that's 
it, 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 that this animal at least lived then. But you don't know when it went extinct. Right. You might find some new fossil like 10 years from now. They might from, find some new site. And wait a minute. These, these are 20,000 years old. Or yeah. these are 30,000 years old. Or these are 50,000 years old. But we, either way, anam- anatomically identical human beings have been around for 500,000 plus years. Maybe even more. So, or similar human beings. So then we definitely interacted with them. Yeah. Or they were around when we were around. I think they're still around. I think there's hundreds, maybe thousands of them. <laughs> That's what I believe. <laughs> I think they're in caves or something. Or maybe right. it's... You know what the problem with that is? What? They're too big. The, the amount of food that they would need to eat? Yeah. You'd have to be grazing all day long. See, if you're Bigfoot... Posted in the Journal of Zoology this month. If it's there, could it be a bear? And they're saying it's black bear, American black bear. Yeah, American black bear that stands up. But he's a, even yeah, little kids yeah. would know the difference between a monkey and a bear. No, 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 no. First of all, let me tell you something. Um, if you're in the woods and you're uh, in a heightened state because you're looking around, you don't know what's out there. It's yeah. all thick woods. It's weird. <laughs> weird. Woods are weird. Yeah. And you see something, you could trick your brain. I saw a squirrel, and for like two or three seconds, I thought it was a wolf. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's real between here. I'm seeing something moving in between thick trees, and I see gray fur. I'm like, oh my God, is that a wolf? Yeah. Because there's wolves out there. Right. I'm in Canada. I'm like, oh, it's a fucking squirrel. What the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck is wrong with me? Shoot it. Yeah. It's like people see what they want to see. Yeah. And the problem is you get something into someone's head, a mythological thing, whether it's a UFO or whether it's Bigfoot. I think... It's, I think the world is way more slippery than we like to think. And I think there's states of consciousness that people can achieve during high anxiety levels, definitely during the use of psychedelic drugs, Yes. sometimes during weird states in their life, like near-death experiences, loss of a loved one, extreme emotion, yeah. a lot going on, a lot of anxiety and fear, like you would have if you are in the woods. Sure. And then you, see, you see a light across the sky. It might have been just a meteorite. <laughs> right. But you're in the wrong headspace to yeah. see that meteorite. And you just fucking, you just freak. You just freak. Yeah. And maybe for a brief moment, you can see something that's been there all along. Uh, you know how defeated I am right now. I just want you to Bigfoot? tell me, like, dude, there's some, crazy, believe some crazy stuff out there. I've uh, interviewed a lot of Bigfoot people. Yeah. I had one bit joke I used to do about Bigfoot. Here's what you don't find when you go looking for Bigfoot. Black people. You're more likely to find Bigfoot than yeah, you are yeah. black people looking for Bigfoot. Not out there. It's a bunch of unfuckable white guys out camping. That's like <laughs> that is a thing. It's if, a community of people that want to believe something that there's zero evidence for, and they're fucking locked in. Yeah, they're hitting a tree with a stick, going like, "We're gonna wait for a knockback," and it's different Bigfoot researchers hitting a different tree, talking back yeah. to them. Yeah, it's like if you go to public land elk hunting, there's a bunch of people elk calling. You think, oh, I heard an elk. It's a dude with a It's another guy. <laughs> elk, two men yeah. doing elk calls. Exactly, to each other. That, does, a that literally happens. I bet. It does, 100%. It's one of those things where I wish it was real. I Me wish too. Bigfoot was real. Bobcat Goldway believes. Yeah, he loves it. He's all in. Did you ever watch uh, Willow Creek? I did, and it pissed me off because at the end, it just it turns out to be, I'm going to spoil the Willow Creek, but at the end, it's just a bunch of like hillbillies out there killing. And blaming it on Bigfoot, basically. That's like the at the end is Wait a like. Which one are you talking about? The, you Bobcat don't really. There's Goldthwait's no Bigfoot. I think that's what the end is. That like it's just some crazy people that live in the woods. It's not really a Bigfoot. Is that true? I think that's the end of Willow Creek. I don't remember how it ends because they kind of have this one kind of like Blair Witch like shot, and it's yeah. just a bunch of you know mountain people, which is the scariest thing you'll find in the woods. 
people. Well, that's that. People um, that want to be off that grid. People that, that documentary Sasquatch. Do you ever see that? It's like a documentary series. Yeah, and it turns yeah. out just to be the cartel. Yeah, blame. Oh, not the cartel, but like weed people. Weed people killing other. Blaming it yeah. on a Bigfoot, framing yeah. it to look like a Bigfoot's yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. They killed somebody, and they, apparently, when marijuana was, you know, uh, when they were growing it up there, these hippies started arming themselves. Yeah, you know, and then they had rival gang wars with people that would come in and try to steal their crop. And sure. T- so they start shooting at each other and killing each other. And yeah. That's what that's all about. Or also like, you know, some cute girl that's like, oh, I'm going to clip weed all <laughs> summer and make five grand and hang out with other potheads who like, you don't realize how terrible that job is. Well, you're, you're involved in missing. this illegal business. Yeah. And the cartels in that business. Like I had a friend who found a cartel grow operation on a ranch. Yeah, they were scary. They were he works on a ranch in California and he was doing his thing out in the ranch and he found some uh water piping. And uh he, he followed the water piping and you know, it was pretty considerable distance and they found this grow op. So this guy had diverted water or many guys, they didn't see the humans that did it. Then they took their shit and then they never caught the guys, I don't think. But they would set up these camps in, like, uh, they would go to, like, national forests. Apparently, it's big in Northern California, where they go deep, deep, deep in the woods. They backpack in, and then they have a massive grow-op on public land. Yeah. And they just get it till the time it's, you know, ready to harvest, and then they get out of there. But if someone interrupts that, if they get in the middle of that, they'll they'll kill them. Right. Like, these are cartel guys. Yeah. So my friend John Norris, he's been on the podcast before, he was a game warden. And he found a creek that had been redirected. And he thought, like, maybe a farmer had did this. Like, what's going on? Maybe someone put an illegal dam on this. They follow it, and they find this crazy grow-up with the cartel and guns. And so he winds up... Instead of just being a game warden, now all of a sudden he's got a tactical team with attack dogs. Crazy. And, and they're, they're running in fully armed with flak jackets on, having gunfights with the yeah. cartel in the woods over weed. Yeah. I will say that that's like the most frustrating part about the Bigfoot subject is you got guys like who really like, no, oh, I think an ape could, like a fam, a pod of apes could like live out here and this thing. And so you'll start to, guys like me will be like, yeah, this makes good sense. And then they'll get like a Native American to talk about it. And he'll be like, it's the magic man of the woods. And you're like, no. And like, he, he disappears. He flies. He can stop the rain. And you're like, oh, this is, <laughs> gosh dang it. We were making real good ground here, making arguments for it to be an ape. I think the Native Americans are right. I think that's what it is. Some I think sort of big, paranormal woods yeah, thing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it's like, listen, if you have, let's, let's imagine that states of consciousness can interface with other things that are around us all the time mm-hmm. that we don't necessarily see. Now, we know that's true if you take psychedelics. And we know that psychedelics are produced in the brain. I can imagine a moment where you are in such a state that you could see something that you would not be able to see under normal conditions. It doesn't, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I'm not married to it, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. Now, if that is what we're seeing with UFOs, if what we're seeing is our future, is if what we're seeing with those beings is the eventual shape that human beings will take, 
as evolution progresses. We become these genderless, little spindly things with giant heads. Yeah, Yeah, flying spaceships with our minds. That kind of makes sense to me. If that makes sense, why wouldn't I be able to also see what we used to be or what we could have been or what, what other things used to live with us? And maybe it's almost like a ghost, almost like a memory that you can access of a different timeline, a different dimension where this thing does exist. And that's why it's so elusive and it comes and goes because it's not a real material thing. It's a construct of the human psyche. But these people that are seeing it, like they might even literally be seeing footprints. Mm It might literally leave footprints. It might exist for brief moments. Makes sense. Passing in and out of this, this dimension kind of thing. There's so many wacky stories about it. So then you have to apply the wacky stories to human psychology and say, okay, people are in a heightened state. They're in the woods. They're alone. They're nervous. Yeah, yeah. There's cats out there and fucking bears. Ah, so you're kind of freaking out already. So right. the, you're in this like weird mind state already where it seems like more things are possible out there because there's no one to help you. Right. There's no city. There's no hospital. Can't call the cops on a Bigfoot. You got no yeah. fucking cell phone signal, and you're out there alone. Like, there's so many <laughs> so possibilities. Scary. It's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And that, to me, makes sense. Like, if there's a mindset that can be achieved, it's a mind state that be achieved where you interact with things that aren't there all the time, like UFOs. Right. That would be when it would happen. Right. Well, they, um, there's tons of, like, interesting stories that you'll just read about, like, a thing just walking behind the tree. and then it's not, But if it was a massive yeah, 10-foot thing, you know, you'd probably be able to see it come out on the other side of that tree. And you see a lot of those kind of – yeah. re, I read a lot of those kind of stories, and I'm like, I don't know what the heck that – Yeah, it could be that, but it could also be black bears. It could be they're just seeing things because they're freaking out. Yeah. Bears freak you out, man. You see a bear in the wild, it freaks you out. And if you see a bear in between trees, oh, yeah. you can just convince yourself that right. it's something. And then your brain plays tricks on you. The memory is a slippery bitch. Yeah, I know. Especially under heightened circumstances like that, like in the woods. Your memory's weird. And it's more exciting to believe that it's real. Oh, so that's what you want to, yeah. you know, that's bit my biggest, I think what I'm holding on to so much is that like, I think it's so boring if we just know all the stuff on our planet. I don't think we do. But that's my point. It's way more yeah. exciting to think, yeah, there's Bigfoots and there's- Yeah, pterodactyls is one of my favorites. Wolf, Wolfman or Dogman or oh. Mothman or any of these kind of like exciting things. I I'm, I want to believe that. Well, you know about that uh, Hobbit Man that they found on that island of Flores? No. No? The oh, Hobbit oh, Man. Good. Yeah, you, this is a good one for you. Um, this is a thing that absolutely live, lived alongside people. And I think they they don't know the, the timeline of this fucker either. But they think it might have been as recently as like 50,000, 30,000 years ago. And they were little tiny people. Three foot tall, like almost like ape-like creatures. That's what oh, they looked yeah, like. Oh, yeah, see? Like a little baby Bigfoot. Yeah, well, like, like little hobbits, man. And they lived on this island. And they were like a different branch of the human chain that, that lived alongside Homo sapiens. Yes, yeah, you see that? You just think you see a juvenile Bigfoot or something. Yeah. Well, there's people that have cited these things in other parts of the world still to this day. They still claim that they exist. You seen that video recently where um, it's a, these guys, like, I'm going to make up a place, but it's someplace like, but not necessarily Thailand. And they're on these motorcycles, and this yeah, little man this comes out with like a spear, and then they chase it into the high grass. Well, it runs across the road, right? Doesn't well, it like run across it the road? It has a spear because it's kind of startled by their motorcycles. And then they're going, wow, wow. They kind of chase it down this little trail, but then this it's just, is it. This right? is it. Yeah, this yeah. little guy. 
yeah. t- uh, like a tiny person. Yeah. And then it runs into the grass and they lose it. But it's tiny little guy. Yeah. And he's got like some sort of spear. Do you see a spear? Um, you'll see it in the very beginning before, because one guy gets off his bike in the very beginning. When it first comes out, it has like a little spear. Maybe even before this. So they're riding the bike. I think this video replays itself a lot. Oh, sorry. It's like on loop. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so this one, they chase him into the grass. This is when they lose him. They pop around looking for it. Uh, but so they it, see him again? No, no, this is where they, when they first stumble upon him, he has like a spray here. There you go. He's holding something. There was something. I mean, whether I get, if this is a real video, it definitely looks like there's something in his hand like right here. Yeah, Whoa. he's like dragging something. Jamie, does that look real to you? I, You're good at this. Let me see it. Let it let it play no. again. Uh, first, first. Let cynic, it play again. Cynicism goes. No, that's not real. But hmm. and that guy dumps because he's like, "What the hell?" First instinct says this is someone in that side of the world playing around with computer graphics, and it's just a, they just shrunk a person. Hmm. But that's just being cynical, right? And that seems the most likely scenario. Hmm. I would like to hear their voices. Are they speaking in English? Uh, there's no sound. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. On this one, probably. But I feel like, like we have heard it before, but. It just sounds like a lot of motorcycles. Yeah. It's like, because they're all be on motorcycles. It's like a t- 12-year-old GoPro video. So it's not the <laughs> See, best. The, the thing about that is fascinating. Is you're dealing with insane ju- jungle, like insane dense terrain. There's a, where the Orin Pendek is. Where do they think that thing exists? It's like Vietnam and some other area. But it just, if the island of Flores had these creatures on them, like the idea that there would be just a small population of them that still existed, that seems to me to be more likely than Bigfoot. Yeah. Because that one gets Clear seen a lot. of it, and that looks, the lighting on it is so strange to me. Yeah, it looks that it, weird. It looks, it looks unnatural. It definitely looks weird, well, but, but they also could the doctor up a color. thumbnail. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I watch these uh, Sir Spooks. That looks like Groot. It looks like, like a version of Groot. Right, but everything looks blurry there. The motorcycle looks like shit. Everything right. looks fucked up. And on, on all these like videos like this, when you try to get you to click on it, they doctor the oh, thumbnail yeah, yeah, yeah. up so that you'll click right. on it. Yeah, yeah, they jazz up. That looks jazzed up, right? Right, but that's the... So it was Indonesia. Yeah, so that's that's where they claim to have cited this thing. But most likely it's bullshit. <laughs> you know, so many people have cell phones. Oh, that one, that, that one's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So many people have cell phones. The idea that no one's filmed one yet, but for sure we know it did exist. And how long ago did the uh, Homo floresiensis, how long ago did that one live? They used to think it was like much more recent. I think they were thinking at one point in time it was only 10,000 years ago. But I think they think it's quite a bit older than that now. 50,000. So here it goes. Okay, so initially thought to be only 12,000 years ago. However, more extensive st- uh, stratigraphic and chronological work has been pushed, uh, pushed dating of the most recent evidence of its existence back to 50,000 years ago. So that's the most recent evidence, mm. 50,000 years ago. And Flo- Homo floriensis skeletal materials now dated from 60,000 to 100,000 years ago. Stone tools recovered alongside the skeletal remains were from archaeological horizons ranging from 50,000 to 190,000 years ago. That's for the stone tools. Found it in this little cave. Yeah. How about this? They found quite a few of them. You're out shooting these elks, right, with your 
bow yeah. and arrow, right? right? And let's say you see one, you see a Bigfoot. Yeah. You go, hey, I had this psycho comedian on the podcast yeah. who believes in Bigfoot. And you're going, holy, hey, but, holy crap, there it is. You shooting that thing? No. No? No, 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 no. Why would I do that? Because then you're, you proved that it's... Because now if you try to tell the story, people are so like, what? Joe, you saw a so bear. What? So what? So your, your sanity. Nah. I'll be fine. <laughs> you don't shoot it? No fucking way. No fucking way. Oh, Why I'd would you it. shoot? Yeah, would you kill it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll kill it quick, dude. <laughs> I'll just. What if you only wounded it? That's the problem. I think yeah. the more likely it's going to go, you piece of shit, and break yeah. it off. And they, if it is a. No, it'd have to be a mythical creature taking a good shot with an arrow. I'd try to kill it. You'd shoot that sucker with And it. then tell everybody. Like, you guys all said I was wrong. Four cut broadhead. Yeah. Look at this. Look at his face. I bring it right here. That's what I do. I text you. I say, I got something I want to show you on the podcast put his big stupid head here dude see, did you this. see that guy who killed his dad and said his dad was a traitor and then like put his dad's head on, on the table no oh my god was this in america yeah you know some you're kidding fucking crazy psycho militia type dude this guy and he looks so he out of smiling his mind. about you want to see the video yeah i think they took the video down but i saved it i'm gonna send it to you jamie i'll just send you the clip where the guy cuts or shows the head. Oh my goodness. So, is the video available? I just sent it to you. It's it's disturbing. Don't show it on camera. But I just want you to see, yeah. and give me some volume so you can see how casual this fucking guy is about having this guy's head. Put it. Oh my. Look at that. This is the head of Mike Moan. That's not a federal employee of over 20 years. And my father. Yikes. For eternity as a traitor to his... I don't want to listen. No, no, no. I want to listen to that. That's why I wanted to, to tell you. treason and betray others occupy the lowest pits of hell for all time. The federal government of America has declared war on America's citizens and the American states. This is a guy America who just beheaded his dad. As far left, woke mobs rampage our once prosperous cities. Okay, kill it. That guy, I mean, that might be like a Manchurian candidate thing. China might have like hypnotized that dude. Like, that guy looks out of his fucking yeah. mind. and he wrote out a little thing. He might be on, like, a new trial medication. He typed up his little speech, <laughs> what he's going to say. All right, what, 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 I'll use all these buzzwords, and then I'll, I'll show the head. Like, that's the fourth take or something. He, his doctor prescribed a new medication called murderous militia. He <laughs> <laughs> killed his head. Like, the way he cat, he held it up like I'm holding one of these little... Like a fish. Like, like yeah, look, look see this? This is yeah. Gary. It's like, this is the brisket we're going to cook. Here's before I trim That's it. That's wild. This is dad's head in a plastic bag. That's so crazy. And the thing is, like, how calm he is. Right. When he's reading his manifesto and talking about, this is my dad. He was a traitor. Puts it down, then just goes right back to work. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that is insane. That was interesting to, because, you, like, you, I'll read a thing like this soccer player came out and beheaded a referee or something like that and it's Jesus. always in some sort of place you know you don't think that it's in like ohio like yeah that was it was like a normal bedroom like you see people zoom call from what is that guy's background did they cat they got him right he's alive right that was the mugshot we were looking at that was a mugshot. Oh, jesus christ so he didn't even fight the cops try to go down with the ship what a crazy what a world. charged with uh, least abuse of a corpse amongst other crimes. At least abuse of a corpse amongst other least. crimes. Yeah, I think so. Maybe no. My dad was already dead. He just <laughs> cut his head off. Um, 
imagine if that turns out to be the case. The dad died. He said, "You know what? I'm going to get some street cred. I'm yeah, going to hack his cut head, it head off." And said, off. "I killed him, and he's a traitor." <laughs> like, maybe that's possible. Yeah, weirdest become- stolen valor ever. It's <laughs> <laughs> the strangest. One time, I saw a fist fight in uh, Seattle, Washington, at this bar, and uh, this kid just jumped up. Got this big guy sucker punch, you know, but knocks him out and then fleed because he realized, oh, I'm going to get in trouble or maybe someone's going to beat me up. And he ran from the cops. But we all saw the fight. So the police were like, would you recognize him if you saw him? I go, yeah, I'd recognize him. So they put me in the back of the cop car. They were going to drive me around to see if I could spot him. But I figured because I'm in the back of the cop car. You know, I look like I'm a badass, you know? Like, so I, put, I kept, like, whenever we'd drive by girls, like, in, you know, I'd put my hands like this, and then I'd be, like, kissing at the window, like, you know, like, like, and they're like, oh, that guy's nuts, you know? Handsome outlaw. Stole the valor of the, nice. of the fight kid. But, that's yeah, a good th- move. What a weird, that shook weird. me a little bit. What is that guy's background, Jamie? What? Looking, he also, so they found, the wife called it in, he then drove 100 miles and broke into a fort. Indian Town Gap base and stole a gun. It's the National oh. Pennsylvania National Guard headquarters. So he was found with a gun, but he didn't resist arrest. Holy! I shit. wonder if this guy, like, do you think he he did before that? There was just like he's just a guy, and then he's like, well, cut the head off. Now it's time to right. Do you think there was right. things leading up to that, or is that just that's the? I would imagine there were signs. Right. 2016, his college roommate said he thought the government was out to get him. Oh, paranoid schizophrenia. What do you think the rule is on? Or maybe they were out to get him. Or maybe they, maybe they did Manchurian they Candidate. They were looking at him for a while. When I heard first heard the story, the FBI was looking at him. They were looking at him. Yeah, we're looking at him. Yeah, we're just taking yeah. him. We're maybe observing him. Maybe it's like some new MK Ultra project. I will say the signs thing. So, like, let's say this kid does this, right? And then people go, oh, we looked at his. They always do that with serial killers. They'll right. say, look, we looked at his Facebook, and there were signs, and no one did anything about it. Right. It's because people don't want to believe that that's possible. Well, also, you don't want to look for it everywhere. Maybe the guy's just having a rough week. Right. You yeah, know? maybe, maybe so, yeah. he's not going to climb signs, on top of a didn't... fucking church tower with a rifle. There's a guy who I got banned from the improv in Hollywood. And uh, it's because while he was sitting there, he's he's a lower level comic, so he's not like past. It's not like he would be working at the improv, but he goes hangs out at the improv because he wants to be a successful comedian. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know. We could I could chalk it up to alcohol. I could chalk it up to like whatever these excuses are. But what he was saying was so problematic. The way he was like, you know what? It's, the, it's coming. The day's coming. Oh uh, boy! And I'll tell you what. I've killed before, and, and, oh, and one of these, boy. you know, military guys used to be a military guy, and he goes, he's like kind of taunting me a little bit because I, you know, I went and I was just on the lineup, you know, so I'm one of the right. comedians that he thinks whatever, and he goes, he goes, you know, and guys like you are worth extra points, and I was like, what does that mean? And I said, my manager was sitting there listening to it. I go, what are you? Are you like threatening me? Or like, so like I don't understand what you're doing, like, because I just want to be friends with everyone, yeah, you know, just trying to break bread, and he's like, he's like, no, you guys will all see. You guys will all see it, dude. It's all... He's doing this kind of, like, cryptic... I took it as, like, this is a sign. Yeah. So I told the Hollywood... The next day I called, and I said, hey, you know, maybe don't have a guy that's bragging about how he's going to shoot up everybody eventually. Because you always hear these signs and go, why didn't I do anything? Well, the thing about comedy is mental ill people sign up for open mics. Yep. All the time. So I got him banned. And then the girl bartender who works there, who's a great woman, she's really great. She's like, I can't believe you did that. He would never hurt a fly. I know him really well. I go, yeah, but you might be enabling a guy like this until he pops. Yeah. Like, we always say, like, why didn't you say anything? 
You know, like there's signs there. Yeah. I saw the signs and I told. Whereas like she's she to this day, she's like, I just can't believe you got it. Like he might not have any other place to go. And oh he comes God. here. And he comes and ruins this place. Yeah, Get you don't want him doing that. Yeah. I was like, I was fine with telling on him and you can't talk like that. Even if you're never gonna do anything. Was he funny? No. Oh well there you go. Doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Probably wasn't gonna work out anyway. That's right. probably why he was upset with you. That, that, Actually, he said that to me. Uh, he goes, I yeah. bet you made everybody laugh. And I go, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. That's the job. He goes, I don't even care if they laugh. I don't give a shit about any of that. And oh, I was like, that's the whole point. Boy. Like, he was romanticizing about being the guy who doesn't- uh, Well, those are those people who can't do it. Need the crowd to like him. And I was like, well, but that is the job. I yeah. want them to laugh. Yeah, it's you're in the entertainment business. <laughs> it makes no like he thinks he's better, like more cerebral because well, he doesn't get laughs. What people do when they don't have an option, mm-hmm. you know, that's the only way they can find, you know, any kind of status. Their status is that they don't give a fuck. Yeah, which is so fuck. it's so tired, so stupid. Yeah, of course you give a fuck. You're right, alive. and also we don't need people that don't give fucks. Yeah, we also, want you to give some fucks. It's also it's not. Powerful to not give a fuck. It's stupid. It's lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. It's immature. It's like what babies do. They yeah. Don't... You're trying to do something. Yeah. You're, you're involved. You're at the place of where it gets performed. You're involved. Yeah. You're involved. You just suck at it. And so right. you're trying to find some way to sort of make you the more, you know, whatever. And Virtuous. We more someone who's like cooler yeah, yeah. But the, and that's all in a need to be li- like we talked about a guy last night that's like he'll he would treat people terribly but then when you'd hear him talk about people that he liked he would say like he was a real jerk to me you're like yeah i see how that made you feel that's what you do to people like you think that that yeah. you know it makes no sense well people are just trapped in their own head this is silly so many people are not aware of how other people are perceiving them. They're trapped in their own head. And they just know what they want. And they get upset if other people are getting things. That's It's, uh, it's just so toxic. It's so bad for you. But it's I think like you can learn that at a pretty low, like a pretty young age yeah, you to go. Yeah, you learn that. Do you know how, yeah, do you know how you feel when people are nice to you? That's how they're going to feel if you're yeah. nice. To, it's such a child, like kindergarten yeah. lesson. And these yeah. are grown people that you have to go, you should treat people good. That's yeah. kind of the idea. Hey man, they're artists. Ugh, they're artists. So smug. They're artists, man. <laughs> That's like a, you can't be an artist. You're too handsome. Yeah, you should. You should want them at all to not like you. You should be depressed. Yeah. How can we not depressed? Because no way to. It's no way to live. <laughs> it's no way to live. Mm-mm. It isn't any way to live. Yeah, that is a powerful statement to just be like with people. How you doing? I'm happy. Yeah. They go what? Yeah. What do you mean you're happy? Well, that's the really annoying thing about this perception of comedians that we're not supposed to be happy. So dumb. Like, says who? Right. We literally make people happy for a living. You shouldn't be enjoying yourself. Like, like last night hanging around the green room. That, to me, is like ultimate playground. Right. It's everyone's just having fun and laughing. Yeah. And we're just talking shit and having a good time. And the idea that that wouldn't make you happy. Right. And then you go on stage, and then people laugh. It's that a doesn't good make feeling. you happy. Yeah, yeah. Aren't you happy? You know what's better? Or uh, it's a lot better than pouring concrete for ten hours. Yeah, like you're at work. Yeah, that's and real. And we're work. having fun and yeah. talking and, and like yeah. yeah. I think that's why podcasts are so huge. By the way, sure. Because it's the green room hang. Yes, and holding court, telling stories, get in on it. They listen to it. Yeah. And then they get inspired to kind of have those kind of conversations with their friends. Sure. If you're not around anybody interesting, it sucks. It sucks. 100%. It's, it's like a kind of, it's like a social starvation. 
Yeah. Like part of you just fucking withers. Yeah. Part of you that likes to have a good time and have fun with cool people. Yeah, and it's also like, I I love the idea that if I say something to my comedy buddies, they know me well enough to go, he's a comedian. Yeah. He's trying to be funny. Yeah. Dude, I say a lot of stinkers. There's going to be in the comments, oh, you see Jeff try to make Joe laugh right there. <laughs> yeah. But Joe knows, I'm just trying to make you laugh. Listen, we don't, we had no conversation at all about what we were going to talk about. Right. Every podcast is like this. We just sit down and have a good time. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, some of them are gonna. Like, you take some swings. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Foul ball. <laughs> also, I might say something horrific. Yeah, and you happens. go, yeah, that's what Jeff was just talking. That's what yeah. talking is. Yeah, yeah, especially talking and thinking in public out loud. Yeah, yeah, you bounce it off that's each what other. You're doing right. I, did, I remember one time I, I said something terrible at a woman that was just walking by the car. You know, uh, to my guy friends who aren't comics, we we're pretty like junior college age, and my friends were like the fuck dude and i was like i don't know i thought it'd be funny <laughs> and they just totally didn't get it and it was really horrific <laughs> you tried and yeah i tried and but that's i think about that moment a lot now that i'm with comics and i'm yeah. in these circles because they would just go yeah i know exactly what he's trying to do i did one of those jokes uh, five minutes ago it's and like it just... the open mic or trying the abortion joke like yep. hey <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're Swung. not good enough for this yet Swing, yeah you gotta learn and one of the ways you learn is by swinging and missing that's why a lot of comics will say, um, and I don't, again, won't name names, but they'll be like, I just went in there, I did my set, and I got the fuck out of there. Barry Katz used to tell comics to do that. Don't hang around. What? You don't want to be in these circles, you know? What? And it's like, well, one, that's how you make friends. Yeah. When I love friends. And they're the friends that are going to most relate to your life. Yeah, we're doing the same stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we're the same. We're cut from the same cloth. It's our yeah. only group. Yeah. Right? And and that's why you those comics, if I were to name their names, they don't do podcasts. And right. they don't go because they've never done the hang part. Right. They've only done the jokes and the Judy Carter comedy Bible of like you write the thing. and the, So it's like this job isn't about going up there and then leave. It's about the community of stand-up comedy. It's about both. And yeah, part both, of right. the enjoyment is the camaraderie. That's yeah. part of the enjoyment. Why would you want less enjoyment? Yeah, it makes and, no and sense. Also, like that socially, they're the most fun people to hang out with for yeah. me. So like why would you want to deny yourself of the most fun people to hang out with socially? That's why it's uh like I have to keep going to these like meetings and stuff for like uh for booze. for booze, yeah, for the drinking. <laughs> and I just sit in there going Got to listen to these hacks. I know some of the funniest people in the world. This guy's telling me some stupid story. Like I'm just listening <laughs> to the stories. I'm so judgmental of people's stories because I'm going, Jesus, get course. in, get out. There's no punchline yeah. here. What's the point of this story? Yeah. And he's like, the guy's just got a disease. You know, like yeah. he's, you know, he's just trying to. He has to share or whatever. But then a lot of people go up in front of those things and they learn how to do stand up because they tell funny stories. Yeah. You know who you doesn't know? tell funny stories, Joe? Who? The mothers against drunk driving. <laughs> Talking yeah. about a buzzkill, you know? Yeah, that's These a gals. Yeah. I'm just watching them going, oh, Jesus. Yeah, you don't want to be on those conversations. Bad storytelling. Those are bad stories. <laughs> yeah. Those but are it is. It's like, just like, I've become such a snob about the company because I get to be around such funny people. Yeah. You know, that it's like now I'm having to listen to, you know, a girl I like's friend talk about, you know, shopping that day or something. I'm, I'm, I'm being irritable about it. Like, yeah. ugh. That's oh, brutal. Assault on your attention span. Yeah, I'm just going, I can't yeah. hear this. Well, you just got to filter those people out of your life. Yeah, I try. Yeah, as yeah. much as you can. Yeah. Yeah, keep sometimes, your circle tight, Jeff. Sometimes you have to keep be around them. Tight. Yeah. Well, listen, man, it's been very fun getting to know you, yeah. hanging out with you. Thanks Last night me. was really fun. You were very funny on stage. 
It was a cool hang in the green room. Yeah. It was great. I enjoyed uh, talking to you, man. Um, so tell everybody, social media, where they can find you, website. Yeah, the um, so all my dates will be on jeffdie.com. I literally work every weekend all over. So I'm coming to Charlotte, Norfolk, San Antonio, Dallas, Jacksonville, Orlando, Raleigh. Never come off the road. Every Always weekend. on the road. I love it. If I nice. could do stand-up every night, five times a night, that's, Beautiful. that's what I want. So it's all at jeffdie.com. I love it. And then I have a few podcasts. Um, one's called Wrestling with Freddie, where me and Freddie Prince Jr. talk about wrestling once a week. <laughs> and uh, it's, like Uf- it's like UFC, but choreographed, you know? Pro wrestling? <laughs> yeah, pro okay. wrestling. Yeah. And then I have one called uh, Everybody's Got a Price. Me and Josh Nelson, we just play a simple game with our guest, like how much to eat the hottest <laughs> pepper in the world. And then the people that listen can say, I'd pay Joe Rogan. Whatever they make a pot of money, and then we film you doing whatever the thing is. Oh wow! So and a guest like you, who would be like, I would never do that. I have money. You can then say, I'll put this much in to watch someone do it. But anyways, mm. so that's called Everybody's Got a Price. Me and Josh, Josh Nelson, and then I have a podcast called Jeff Dies Friendship. All right. Oh, okay. dude, you're my friends. Three podcasts yeah. simultaneously. Wow, well, I like it. It's fuck it's yeah. fun. Go for it. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah, right? I like it. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It was me. a lot of fun. Appreciate brother. you. Bro. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.